Ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for. You are now listening to the sounds of the Great Stand Microphones. You really think you can fly that thing? You really think you can do all that bullshit you just said? And we are back again with another podcast, and it is another Friday night, a beautiful Friday night to be spending here with some homies, talking about everything in between, and we have a beautiful guest for you. But for now, I am B-Sick, Wonder Rye, Brandon F-Bomb Fry, and with me as always, it's your boy, his boy, their boy, everybody's boy, soldier's boy, plus the Suicide Boys. It's your boy, the infamous nonsense. Oh. Glad to be here on a Friday night. Things are looking Welcome back. real, real nice. Welcome back. Beautiful fucking day. Uh, okay. I couldn't ask for any more. I mean, just to be here with the homies and to do what we love is kind of just a gift all on its own. So good to be here and the vibes are high. I love it. We're going to have a fucking great night. Uh, you know, we're going to probably put in two and a half hours like we usually do. You guys are going to get the full experience in here give you that experience you know who it is he's in that seat from now to affinity used to be js3 but now it is triple six 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 yo 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 what is good what is good hey i am super excited guys we have a returning guest coming tonight to the mcmp studio to the studio live and direct yes sir live and in the direct. studio direct in the studio? Oh, he's going to be here. His presence is going to be he's known in the studio. I'll tell you that. My man's going to be all the way in Columbus, Ohio, I believe. Fuck yeah. Um, and we're over here in, in California, Columbus, which Ohio is ourselves. just a crazy thing to think that yes, uh, in this d- day and age that we're able to talk to somebody like that uh, and, and be able to do all this, which is a lot harder than it looks. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yep. <laughs> a lot of wheels there. It's a process. Process. Let me get to this. So, got a lot of good things ahead. Uh, got a lot of things to talk about. But before we do any of that, we're gonna do what we always do, and that is something that we like over here. This week in motherfucking hip 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 hop, we're gonna do a little segment that homie calls "This Week in Hip Hop." Matt, this is for you. Thank you. Thank you. This week in hip hop, uh, man just had a birthday not too long ago, September 18th, 1974. Mm. So, not too long ago, your boy Alvin Nathaniel Joyner, okay. better known as his stage name, Exhibit. Ooh. He's an American rapper, actor, television presenter. I mean, was on Pimp My Ride. I know it's not him, but we'll still <laughs> throw an X up. <laughs> we'll still throw, throw it an up. X. He has a song and, called and, X. And for the, for the man. Oh, yes, for sure. Oh, oh. Yeah. And Exhibit X. began his musical what? career. After the release of his debut studio album, At the Speed of Life, uh-huh. that dropped October 15th, 1996, and that would be tomorrow. Exactly. How many years ago is 96? Ooh. 96 uh, would be 26 years. Are you sure? Yes. All right. 26 going on 27 years 26. ago this year coming up. So 26 years is this year. 27 wow. will be next, next year. year. So 27 years. It's, a long, it's been out a long time. Yeah. The album was critically both and commercially successful, peaking at 74 on the Billboard 200. Mm-hmm. It also contained the song that we're playing tonight. What is it? Paparazzi. 
Ooh. We have rapped to this song many times, this but is bad, have bad not news. had a good this week in hip hop. I don't know how this works on YouTube still. Whoa, YouTube loves us, yeah. guys. Yeah, YouTube Come loves on, us. But man. in previous times when Matt would do uh, this week in hip hop like this, when we were, we're in, in the trouble. Facebook era, in trouble. we would be kicked off of Facebook right away, and the show would be over within the first Before five started. minutes. Before, you know? Before it even started, as Matt said. Yeah. But here we are in a new era. It's the YouTube era. It is the year of the guest, the year of the Lord. So we got some protection, motherfucker. I feel like 1996 Just is a, a good year. Bit. I feel like I haven't stirred away from 1996. 1996 is a good year. 97, like a while. 97 might be my favorite year. But. Yeah. yeah. I want to say, yeah. This is your boy, Alvin Nathaniel Joyner. Exhibit with paparazzi. Hell yeah. I love me some Alvin. So hard. Yes. 1996 marks the beginning of a new era. Functional member of the alcoholic family It's exhibit, <laughs> yeah Sometimes I wonder if it's all worth my while Exhibits stay versatile with million dollar lifestyle And I can feel it as a child growing up The brothers that was real and the brothers that was scared to f- It's why exhibit only roll with a chosen few You ain't really real, I can tell when I look at you Ease off the trigger talk, you ain't killing it, it's not affecting me Or the click that I'm rolling with, I don't believe the hype I buy wolf tickets Make a gang of noise, it never seemed like a cricket. I guess that's why we never kick it. A lot of rappers is soft and get tossed trying to come through the liquid. How many rappers do you know like this? Always claiming that they riding, but they really ain't. It don't make sense. Either you a soldier from the start or an actor with a record deal trying to play the part like that. It's a shame you only in the rap game, only for the money and the fame. Extra large, it's a shame that you only in the rap game, only for the money and the fame. Paparazzi. Exhibit with paparazzi. Tell me a little something. Uh, the podcast that is good. Holds, sounds good. That holds up. <laughs> oh, yeah. dude. That's a beautiful thing. That song Stamp is, it. Stamp it for days. And all love that. and respect for Exhibit because Pimp My Ride, one of the greatest shows in the history Funniest. of TV shows. Great. Yeah. Uh, he's a great character. He didn't make a lot of great music. Mm. Uh, no, I would say not. I'd say he has some hits. But that right there, <laughs> classic. It was a beat though. It was a beat. Very though. good. Yeah. Whoever made him that beat? No, he's spitting on that no, motherfucker he did, he too. Did, but that beat carries it a far away. Yeah. His, his earlier stuff's definitely better than like his later stuff that he was coming that's, out with. You know, that's well, everybody. What do you? I mean, he, I can't even who, name who you can't say uh, that about. I can name maybe a couple songs like X. You know, and he had that one, and then he had a uh, fucking, I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, he had shit with, like, even features, like, good features with Eminem, yeah, and, yeah. like, Snoop, and uh, shit like that, I think, was what he was most uh, known for. He had strong features. He always has that strong piano essence in the mm. beats, too. Dun, 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 He's also dun, been in a number of movies. That guy, you know, oh, yeah, put him sure. some, some acting work as well. What's your favorite exhibit movie? Uh, fucking... Bad Lieutenant. Uh, uh, Bad the one Lieutenant. with Steven Seagal. Oh, wait, which oh, one was with Steven Seagal? No, he's got one with Steven Seagal, no? Maybe not. Um, Mine, Bad Lieutenant. What else? Also, Nick Cage is in that one. He, was, you... in, he was in Ryman Reason, The Breaks. Eight Mile. The Eight Mile. Yeah, the that? East Side movie, The Country Bears, Full Clip, Triple X State of the Union, Derailed, Hoodwinked, Gridiron Gang. He was in the oh, X-Files. Gang, he was yeah. in the X-Files, Car- I Want to Believe movie. Yeah, the Wash. American Violet, uh-huh. The Bad Lieutenant, yes. Malice in Wonderland. He was in Something from Nothing, The Art of Rap movie. Uh, Seal Team Six, The Raid on Osama Bin Laden movie. Sundogs, 
the Up and Smoke tour had a little movie. The X, okay, Exhibit Real, uh, Restless. Okay, alcohol. okay, <laughs> Exhibit, <laughs> Exhibit had a good run. A it's a lot of shit. A long catalog. Yeah, TV shows, run. right? TV shows. He yeah. was on. He's he, a good man, though. Talk about giving MTV the man his flowers. Woo. Uh, well, this is, ex, this is an X. This is an X podcast. CSI Miami. You know, like we, yeah. we're all about the X. All about the X. CSI Miami. He was on. Okay, okay, okay. Hawaii Five O. Okay, okay. DMX, hey, DM exhibit, calm down over all right, here. All right, all right. He's got a voice in I NFL, stand it NFL 2001. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a voice in that one. That's a playable it. character, too. That's it. Oh, he's on the Def Jam Vendetta fighting game, too. Okay. Um, you what, keep going? You got anything else? Chronicles of Riddick, what's uh, your boy? <laughs> Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vin Diesel is not even his real name. His real name is actually hella sick, and for some reason he changed it to Vin Diesel. Oh, it sounds like, 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 like the movie Due Date. Where find Vin like, Diesel's real name for me right now. Remember, remember the guy on Due Date, though? He had the cool-ass name, uh, Evan Tremblay. He wanted to change it to Mark, Mark Sinclair. Sinclair. That's because that's already a name. That's that's a has. good name. Mark that's a strong name. Well, Mark Sinclair. Vin Diesel is also a strong name. Yeah, yeah, but because it's hey, Diesel and it's Vin. Vin. You know where Vin Diesel? Have you ever heard of a Vin? He was. Do, remember when we were young? The TV show yeah, Street Sharks. Yeah, Vendetta. <laughs> yeah, Vendetta. Remember the TV show Street Sharks? Uh, street Sharks? Yeah, they were like it was a cartoon when we were kids, and there were sharks, and they like, some of them were like, motorcycles and shit. Yeah, they motorcycles. Some of them <laughs> yeah, rode rollerblades, and some of them do crazy shit. Yeah. And like yeah. they had like puppets and badass okay. toys and pretty, shit. Yeah, yeah, I had a Vin Diesel. Yeah, I had one. Vin Diesel was promoting Street Sharks when they were new. He was a voice on the show. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So hey, shout out to Vin Diesel. Shout out to Street Sharks. I heard is a. You know, a, a little whiny biatch. Oh, man. Too Hollywood. I know. He Too kicked. Hollywood. Wasn't the he Rock begging, wouldn't go back. Yeah, he was begging The Rock to come <laughs> yeah. back or something. I mean, The Rock's the hardest man working in Hollywood. He has no time to go do these Fast and Furious. Him and Kevin. Him especially and Kevin. when Vin Diesel comes out and says, Calls you son or something. Number 10 is going to be the last one. They, but they I'm doing a part out. one and a part two. They cut out Vin. Uh, the, the next one, I think, is not going to be in it because The Rock's a, no. Either he goes or I go. And they're like, we need you. The yeah, they, they said we want The Rock. <laughs> You're such a liar. That's fucked yeah. up. What do you mean? True, true, true facts. True facts. Off with the no, head. It's not real. Off with the head. <laughs> it's not really? Yeah. I don't <laughs> know who to believe. They, they cut the head off the snake, bro. Jesus. And the body still ran. Who are you gonna choose? These Vin Diesel or The Rock? <laughs> These are think allegedly. The real head. About. The real head was you know who. Matt, did you dead. see number nine? <laughs> no. Man, I think I might have. Fast nine. I think there's I might what ten right now. No, there's only nine right now. Oh, F nine. Ten's about to come out. Yeah. Vin, Vin, Vin has been it. cut. No. He's now uh, a cartoon character. <laughs> oh, they just draw him in every time you see <laughs> yeah, him. They tra- he's drawn in the movie. <laughs> they brought uh, Paul Walker back for this. Uh, no, he, Paul Walker was in nine, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah, feature. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had he, a feature. He had a little whatever, a snippet. Yeah. Or, they filmed it. Uh, it's hella old school. They filmed it hella long ago, and they're just I, like, hey, dude, just use that. It was love, a throwaway. Use that. I love me some old school Paul, uh, Paul Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you. You had no idea he had dandruff. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Until they found his head and shoulders all on the Get dashboard. How was the new Halloween movie? Pretty good. Halloween ends. Did it actually? Yes. Uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. alert. Did it end? They throw him in a meat grinder. Spoiler alert. Oh, I didn't want to hear how. Maybe not a meat grinder. Why? Like like a car grinder. One uh, that crushes the cars and shit. They get him in there. Man, so Michael. So pretty much Michael is a bum living on rats mm. in the in the sewer. Yeah. This kid who's like wants to kind of be a killer deep down inside. He finds Michael and he starts. He, t- he like Michael's about to kill him and uh. he sees something in his eyes that like reminds him of himself. But he doesn't talk. He doesn't yeah. fucking talk. You Matt's know? getting the close up of the lifetime. He doesn't talk though. Mm-hmm. But Michael knows the guy's a killer too. So Michael's too old now in this movie. He's like seventies. 
We don't want to hear all, all so, of the moves. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Michael can't kick ass anymore like he used to. He's getting beat up left and right by like kids and shit now. Do you feel bad for Michael at all? Mm, yeah, a little bit. Because the last movie, I kind of felt bad for him when they're all jumping his ass. Yep. The yep. Is Michael Myers your favorite sealer? Yes. Favorite scary movie guy. Scary movie. Yes, guy. for sure. He is. Yes, okay. for sure. Uh, so, so are you mad when he got killed? Yes. Okay. So when homie puts he's like pretty much is his friend and he's like, can I borrow your mask? Oh really? And he borrows his mask. Yeah, he borrows his mask and he goes out. Fucking fools up as Michael, and then Michael teaches him oh, his, his secret I know, kill I moves. Know. Okay, okay, it's that young guy. Yeah, the Michael's one that, showing him like yeah, I do yeah. it like this and like this. All right, all right. Like this. Really? So they're training now. Now they're training. He has his own Cobra Kai. Gym. Gave gave Michael, Michael gave Michael a cell phone. They're texting. Michael Myers they're texting Kung in this one. Uh, but no, at the end they drive him through town, and everyone's following the cars on the roof. He's all laid out, and they throw that nigga in the grind. Man, but supposedly right. it's him. Oh. Who knows if it's really him or not? Because the mask at the end is on her table. Maybe she's coming back as the killer in the new one. Who's yeah. she? Exactly. Like Jamie his Lee sister, Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. It's That's his not, sister? Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. I, I, yeah, I think. Wait a if second. You, if you watch this the first it's always been his sister since day one. Yeah, I believe For it's. Really? I yeah, believe she so. was <laughs> wow. born in the family with them, and she was a baby, and he killed everyone in the house except for her because she was a baby. And so she got adopted out to another family, changed her last name, and the whole time he's been looking for her. That's what all the movies are about. He's looking for her. The killer. Why does he want to kill her? Because she's old enough to get killed now. Oh, uh, the fucking beginning. Wait she a was, second. So you're telling me you age out movie. to a age where you? No, when kill? he doesn't kill kids, he doesn't kill kids. He only kills if you're 16 and above. That's it. Yeah, a lot of the above, logic huh? in horror movies are is fucking stupid. It's Michael, man. But I've been I'm watching. not a huge horror movie fan. For one reason, I I like to watch them. They're not like. It's fun. You, you know it. me. I'm a bad yeah. movie guy. I like to watch bad but movies. But you said the missus doesn't like them. Yeah, but my lady hates scary movies. So you got to watch them alone. Really? And who, really? guy, who likes to watch oh, scary yeah. movies by herself? What know? about like cheesy a, 80s I do, ones? Like I cheesy. Because you have to, you know? What about those cheesy like 80s uh, horror comedy style movies? Nah, so you don't like none Name horror one of those. Comedy. Name one of those. I don't know what you're talking about here. Oh, like I always feel like some Club Dread? old school. Like no, just Club like Dread's if you want to, if, if you want to, like Tusk would be a horror comedy. That's a newer horror comedy. I don't know. That's actually pretty good. All up until I think they just ran out of money. Uh, I think I think the movie was really good. and They ran out of money for some reason because now all of a sudden his, his Tusk suit looks like, old really school, cheap. Like, Leprechaun would be an old school horror comedy. It's kind of like goof, kind of goofy. Uh, Freddy Krueger. Uh, it's kind of like you, funny. No kinda, how about this? You know, can you can you watch Arachnophobia with your lady? Yeah, that's a comedy. That's horror like a comedy thriller. horror thriller. You know, because the spiders everywhere. I won't watch it. I, watch I don't like it either. I get the chills. <laughs> I watched. My daughter recently. wants to watch it just to punk me. That. The whole time I'm itching. I'm like, Ugh, fuck. Well, they're yeah. everywhere. That, you're, that's yeah, you're already. Scary. I hate spiders. Scare spiders. We I, had a Matt brought the uh, brought his bag in and a spider climbed out of it. What? And a spider climbed out of it and I watched it and I go, dude, the spiders came out of your bag. I'm get it, get it. And he's like, nah. No, fuck that thing. And then for the last like thirty, for the next like thirty minutes, he kept looking back. He's like, "Where the fuck's that spider at?" That motherfucker could have been here. I hope it's in your chair now. Now, Jesus, it lives here now. There's plenty of spider babies here now. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that new Marlon Wayans scary movie that comes out tonight. I think it's already out on Netflix, right? Right now? Yeah. What the fuck is it called? The Curse of Bridge Hollow. I had a friend I went to school with. Like I was saying, her son, no, her her sister's son is in the movie. In that in that movie, yeah. It's his first movie ever. He wanted to be an actor, and he got his break. You know what I watched? Really? Mm -hmm. Uh, Kind of sidebar on that. I watched uh, Bulletproof last night. Ooh. 
Ooh, Disney Land. Adam Sandler. Very and good. Damon Wayans. Damon. Yep. Which yeah, is Damon Wayans and I Adam love Sandler. Me some Damon Wayans, bro. Yeah. I love me some Marlon Wayans too, though. Well, for sure. A scary movie. But you don't get bulletproof is so good, bro. When he when he catches him in the fucking in that little hotel and he's got his ass out the window and he goes and puts the gun <laughs> oh, in his ass, he's he like, is. "So you yeah. fucking move, I'll blow you the away." Only, look, the only and way- then the dude, the gay dude, the- <laughs> no, the guy that owns the place, <laughs> yeah, he sees him. Yes, yes. That's he's so all good. About it. Yeah, the only the only Wayans you're getting these days is uh, Marlon, though. You don't get Sean anymore. No, they don't need to. You don't need a Damon. No Damon. Damon made Damon so much money off of no my, wife, Ivory. my wife and kids. Well, they also own. They made fucking Living Color. They're making money off Living Color to this day, probably. Keenan's been done for a minute. No, I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, uh, you don't see Sean anymore. No. What happened to Sean? Mar- uh, Sean Wayans. Where'd he Who go? The fuck is Sean? He did all the scary yeah, movies. Sean and Marlon. In the Wayne, scary movies. The Wayne's brothers? Come on. I know. The, oh, Who oh, the fuck oh, is Sean oh, Wayne? Yeah. He was the scary movie one. Hot yeah. or uh, white chick? Yeah. Yeah. White he was a gay dude. Yeah. Scary yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. He's dude. a call me Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's pretty hilarious. Give too, me a you know, high like, five. That's what yeah, I think. Yeah. I remember yeah. 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 So what happened to that dude? You know, where's Sean Wayne? Check his net worth for me. I'm sure he's got millions. You think Marlon has more than Sean? Yes. Uh, Marlon's produced hella movies and made hella movies, bro. You know a dope Marlon Wayne's movie? Which one? Mm. The Sixth Man. Yes. So, so hard, yeah, dude. When he's taking the experimental drugs. Where, what, what was it? What? I said no, that that's theaters. not when he was taking experimental drugs. Yeah, where he's taking the drugs. No, that's, no, that's senseless. 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 Yeah, yeah. Senseless. The Sixth senseless. Man okay, is yeah, about yeah. the dead guy over that dies. His brother. Like, his brother played basketball, and yeah. he gives Yeah, I know. They're not too much different. Okay, Marlon has more, but uh, forty million net worth. <laughs> Sean Sean uh, Wayans has thirty million net worth. Okay. Oh wow, well, both in twenty twenty two. What about the main Wayans? What do you Damon. mean the main? Damon. What's that? No, you Keenan Ivory. Keenan Ivory's the main. What's Damon worth though? Damon's got. If you're that's an Blake OG, man. if you're an OG, Keenan Ivory Wayans. If you're an OG yeah. of uh, In Living Color, Keenan Ivory. Oh yeah, is for the main sure. Dude. Okay, well, uh, thirty five million. So a little, little more than Sean. No bad. Damon? So, yeah, so so far Marlon is... Uh, Here comes, or is that Keenan Ivory? That was Damon. Here comes Keenan. Let's get... Uh, yeah. Let me ask you this, though. When you got that kind of money, do you even check the bank account anymore? Nah, probably no. not. Hell. Okay. No, but okay. you know what I mean, though? Do you ever, like, just for the hell of it, do you just look at it? What the, has he got? What the, has he got? The, 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 the Patriarch. The Patriarch. Hundred, hundred, uh, 70 million. The so, Patriarch. Number one, number one, number yeah. one. Yeah. Number Patriarch, also, bro. I think he directs, too. Uh-huh. I think he directs. Oh, bro. Yeah. He wrote, direct. He was the man, dude. Yeah, so... He's friends with Spike Lee. Yeah, if you're friends with Spike Lee, you're doing it. What's that movie where Damon Wayans is the uh, the superhero? Blank Man. Yeah, Blank, oh, yeah. Blank, Blank Man's Man. killer. That's Blank on my man. watch mm-hmm. list because I I want to watch it again. That was one of my favorite movies. He's such a nerd. He plays a nerd and it's hell he's tight because he has the fork as the glasses on the, th- not the a sleeve. Nerd he's playing. Yeah, he's playing a nerd at first. No, you ever he's seen not uh, playing a nerd. Yeah, he's playing a uh, he's playing a, like a like a accountant guy. Like. Uh, he's not playing a nerd. He's what? playing a like a he's just like a dork, bro. You know, like a specialist. He's kind of slower. Oh. I don't know if he's. I don't want to say the word. No, I thought he. I thought he was playing like, a oh, smart guy. Per, no, I thought he was playing like a genius because he's making bro. all those fucking gadgets in his room. He's doing. He's just super goofy. I he's doing like. exactly what uh, homeboy on Tropic Thunder said not to do. He don't go he, full. He, go he, doesn't, he doesn't. He might have. He doesn't. He though. might have autism. He, does, he, he might just be hella goofy. Maybe he's weird. Yeah. Uh, you know. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he has like a handy. Okay. I don't want to say he's handicapped, but you know what I mean. <laughs> All right. You guys know what the yes. fuck I'm he saying. He hits from the whites. Either way. He hits from the whites. Cla- classic fucking movie. Another, uh, have you, what do you think about Mo Money? Mo Money, Mo Money. Mo money. Mo classic. Damon Wayans and uh, Sean, or Marlon Wayans. Sorry, Marlon. Classic, classic. Yeah, that's, that's a fucking great movie. one too, bro. 
Hmm. Shout out to all the fucking Wayans. Yeah, shout out to them. <laughs> Classic. Hey, shout cl- out to no, all the Wayans. Shout out to stop drinking your. Uh, no, don't be drinking your gin and juice in South Central. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't be a menace. Come don't on. Be a menace. Don't be a menace. I see yeah, that in the South theaters South. when I was a kid with my parents, bro, at the drive in. I remember being there and that was so tight, dude. Crazy. Yeah. The drive in. I remember when Damn. it came out, me and my older brother watched it and we were fucking. Dude, so hilarious. Laughing dude. our ass off. We, I mean, we were rolling. Yeah. It was fucking hilarious. Rolling, so rolling, many, rolling, there's rolling, so rolling, many good rolling, parts, when he's got the with the fucking yeah with the rocket launcher. Hella tight. Do we have a problem? Yeah, that shit's tight Do as fuck. Oh man, good old movies. They don't make them like they used to, but that's why hopefully we can get past this like that's weird spot where we're is. at in the world where everything's so like touchy. Like, because I feel like we're getting past that. Like, I think people are starting to see like the other side. Like, man. Fucking, it sucks over here. We need to get back to somewhat, maybe not as dirty or as fucked up as it once was, but, you know, we need a little bit of edge. Are you referring to comedy movies here? Yeah, because comedy movies, uh, studios, big studios don't put out, like, rated R comedies anymore. No, I know. They won't put money forward to them. So these fools have to make, like, independent comedy movies, which are cool, and we get to see them on Netflix and stuff, but we need that big theater budget, you know what I'm saying? Is Chucky a comedy Chucky's a horror movie. No, hold on. It's kind of funny though, it's right? It's horror comedy. It's, bro. Horror it's com- a horror it's funny. Funny. Hold on. No, yeah, it's a horror, but he's making jokes. He's cracking jokes. No, Leprechaun in the Hood is a horror comedy. That's a super Say horror something comedy. or I'm throwing you in the fire. That's, Stupid bitch. Right. And yeah. he says that. That's the best. <laughs> Chucky, Chucky, though, yeah, I consider it a horror comedy because it's kind of goofy. Like, once again, Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. He's doing fu- uh, like some funny shit. He's you cracking think that's jokes. a comedy? No, he's just cracking jokes, though, at points. It's not uh, a comedy, though. Do me cheesy. a favor. Before, well, before we have to get into the interview, yeah. Uh-huh. go ahead and play for me. If you could put it on the screen for people to see, maybe you can't. If Michael Myers was in your boy favorite movie. It's getting spooky. <laughs> <laughs> it's on YouTube. What's that? This is fucking what do you call it? Look at it. If, 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 if Michael Myers was, was in Forrest Gump. Was in Forrest Gump. What? He's in all these look at they're trying what? to kill Forrest. Get the fuck out Let of here. See. Let me see what we got. I haven't seen it. It just came across my thing. What is I was this like, this looks kinda wicked. Look kinda wicked. What is this fake fake news shit? Talk about something. Alright, well uh, well we're talking about something here, so how, what do you got planned for tomorrow? What do I have? You going to pumpkin patch? Uh, so I do want to find a good pumpkin patch. Are you going to Del Oso? <laughs> uh, no, because I personally don't like the crowd, and I don't want to be around a hell of fucking people. Let's go to no fucking, uh, what is it, Hogs, uh, what is the other one called, Brandon? I might go to Dave's. Fog Willow. Fog Willow. That one's good, that? too. Where's that one at? That one's got a good, got a selection of pumpkins. Good one. Like, you got a good, I, I, lot of fucking pumpkins. Dave's is kind of cool. It's all right. I used to go to Michael David as a kid. Not Michael David. It's called Dave's. Okay. I, I used to go to Michael David when they ha- as a kid, and they used to have all kinds of dope shit at the Punka Patch there. Now they still got the aliens, the little silver ones they've always had, stuff like that. So but it's more of the parents getting wasted nowadays. Do you carve a pumpkin every year yourself or just let the kids? I always carve one. I love. I like, I like having a pint and a pumpkin. I like having a pumpkin. A pint while carving a pumpkin. I like a pumpkin. I like a good carving. <laughs> I, I like a good I pumpkin, always, too. We always carve a pumpkin. Yeah. I like I weird Even pumpkin, before. Bro. I like pimple pumpkin. Uh, oh, mine, mine, too. I love the ugly <laughs> I like ones. those weird fucking pumpkins. Even before we had kids, we were carving pumpkins. My now I'm carving fucking. Now I gotta carve my kids' fucking. Yeah, pumpkins. I carve my kids' pumpkins too. Not carving the forum, huh? All right, here we go. But it's a strategy. <laughs> if I've done a lot of waiting, waiting on Halloween to come back around. <laughs> One day I got so bored of waiting that I decided to go for a run. I ran to the end of the road, and when I got there, I thought maybe I'd run to the end of Haddonfield. That's crazy. It's a real town. I stopped for a much needed bathroom break and visited a family member. 
Jesus, As I continued running, I came across a camp called Crystal Lake where I met a boy named Jason. From what I Jason gathered, looks hard. he wasn't treated very good there. Because when I left, <laughs> he came with me. He even brought his mama. Jesus. With Jason and his mama by my side, we ran all the way to the great state of Ohio where we met a burn fellow in a striped sweater named Freddy. And he lived on Elm Street. We were he so tired from the long journey. He let us take a nap. I never had a worse nightmare in my life. When I woke up, Halloween was still nowhere inside. What the fuck so is we just that? I don't know. I just seen it. It just recommended it. Eventually, it's I directed by John Carpenter. Is that real? Yeah. And Jason's bickering okay. didn't help either. So that really is Lucky Tom Hanks me, playing Michael Myers. It's amazing. Friend in Texas this is amazing. Mr. Carpenter, how did you pull it off? Wow. Hey, Jason restaurant. looks hella hard, though, bro. <laughs> Look at him. This fool. Sipping on a little thing out of a straw. The After ones who look the best, guys, I want to say Jason looks the best. We though, realized probably. something didn't taste quite right, and Jason even oh, threw shit, up hurting. in his mask. He's gone off. He's gone off. He's gone off. Since we'd come this far, we might as well run across the entire United States, and that's how we ended up in the Golden State of California. At this point, this some of does us a horrible lives gun, back home it's not a good gun. and wanted to no. make a phone call or two. But this guy in a sparkly robe would not get off the phone. As I stood in line and did some deep thinking, I realized that I could celebrate Halloween How all year. Okay, That's we've come too far. Yeah, we're too far. Yeah, this is, yeah. Now you got to finish it. It's only 20 seconds. He went to Will Woodsboro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, was, what is it? Woodsboro, California. He also went to Haddonfield. And you also told me that the whole movie was in Modesto. It's only when she's in Modesto in the beginning. So she's in Modesto or no? Well, scary movie. In the very beginning. Are you talking about scary movie now? I mean, uh, Scream? Yeah. yeah. She's in Modesto. They're in Modesto, in Modesto. And they talk about Modesto. They're 209 in it, yeah. man. No, it's tight, but this fool, he sold me dog. a false fucking story. Whoa, this he said man, that, this said man. It was Billy Loomis's daughter that kills the... That was a I was mistaken. And that the movie was in Modesto. It's Billy Loomis's daughter's boyfriend. How about that? I add a little something here in the good zone. Another spoiler alert. Again. Another spoiler alert. Yeah, so that was not uh yeah, that was not a surprise when that popped up on the screen and they were like, It's Billy Loomis's daughter. I was like, Fucking Matt did it again. Son of a bitch. Spoiled the entire fucking movie. And you don't need to watch the new Halloween then either. Not either. not a huge scary movie guy, not a huge horror fan. Well, yeah, I love me uh, some horror, especially yeah, every night October. we watch a scary movie. Yeah, I mean, that's just what I do for October. All October, especially. every night scary movie. But, but right uh, before I left, I was watching Signs of the Lambs. Another crazy thing about uh, Marlon Wayans, bro. That's a killer. Another crazy thing about Marlon Wayans. We got, we got. So th- there's a. We're back on the Wayans. Just going back, man. You all got, right, gotta all go right. back. Real to quick. recap, to recap. They, they had he was on a talk show recently, bro. They had this photo. It was a Biggie and Pop oh, sitting yep. next to each other, and in the corner, kind of cut off in the picture. But you see a him. young Marlon Wayans sitting down. You got right this next much of him, his bro. face. It's crazy. And then they're like. You know what's the story behind this? You know, and he's like, "Hey, so it was young in my car- early in my career. Mm-hmm. I went, I saw Biggie and and Pac. It was like at a at a Biggie show, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, "What's mm-hmm. up to Biggie?" Blah blah blah. Biggie said, "Yo yo yo, or keep doing yeah. what you do, son. You know, I like your movie. Keep it up, yeah, keep it yeah. up, bro. All I like this, your yeah. shit or whatever." Gave him daps and uh, gave him props, bro. And then after that show, right after that, bro, Biggie got shot. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> fucking Biggie gets shot. That's bro. a good story. Okay. So what are you trying to Hold say? On. Watch. And Watch. 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 And then. During the t- whole Tupac thing. The In night, Vegas. The, new, the night that Tupac gets shot. Yeah. All right. Who, who's there? Marlon Wayne. Marlon talks to him before he's and gives him hugs and goes, good to see you. Tupac goes, I love you, bro. Good to see you. saying he's the Grim Reaper? 
what they're saying is right before Tupac got in the car, they were all leaving. They all got in cabs to go to the next club. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'll meet you there, Pac. Da, 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 da. He says, I saw Pac get in the car with Suge. And Pac was really looking like he'd rather be in the taxi with us. But he couldn't be a sorry guy. He had to roll with them. Yeah. He had to roll with the big dog, and he goes, "Never saw Pac, never saw Pac again." Now, the funny thing about the story, though, is, is that there's a guy at the same talk show as he is getting interviewed. He looks at Marlon, and he stands up and walks out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta He's go. Like, I cannot be around this what man. Because get killed right by him. <laughs> yeah, do he not touch quick. me. Do not say nothing. He was fast. No, it's it, just bitch. so weird, bro, yeah. that he was somehow there. The kiss of time, death, right bro. before you he know, gives you the shortly. touch of death. Yeah. No, no, that's not, not the touch. That's of not death. my Marlon. My just, Marlon is a funny, no, he's inspiring. I'm not saying he's behind anything, but it's pretty funny. Artistic, bro. It's pretty funny. It's just weird that he happened to be there for both moments. Really, pretty wicked, crazy, fucking historical times well hopefully he uh he stays away from all my loved ones and the people that i love on hope we never run into that man oh well you never know what will happen there oh yes we're still good there and and we're here Hey, you know what I just realized, too, while we were doing, setting this up and getting all ready and shit? I'm like, back-to-back weeks? Good thing we don't do back-to-back weeks because we run out of stuff to talk about real fast. Real quick, real quick. It's good to get, like, a little week buffer to build up stuff to talk about because I don't know how we did 80-something episodes week to week. A a weekly podcast is, uh, is really tough. Okay, joining us. Can you hear us? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, we can hear you oh, beautifully, yeah. yes. All right. Hell yeah. All right. Joining us tonight, it's a returning guest coming back right now with a, a new project coming out, uh, The Transition. Yes, sir. An album that we got a little sneak peek on, and it's beautifully, masterfully put together. Super dope. Somebody that's a returning guest coming from us live thank you for spending your friday with us it is illogic hell yeah let's go. hell yeah let's Ill. Go. what's up what's up what's up what's up thanks for having me again man of course hey, had thank- a good time the last time so wanted I- to come back through i'm glad that you did come back because last time we had a little bit of connection problems and hopefully we've uh, improved our internet i can't promise you nothing but you know <laughs> you know how technology goes it's all fucking it's a crapshoot sometimes so glad, yeah. glad yeah, that I we're able it. to get, get you here so tell us a little bit about this new project, the transition. It's uh listening to it. It sounded uh like you had a f- new fire lit up underneath you, and you were coming in with some uh some new sounds, and the f- especially the first track on that album, yeah, hot lead, uh, the hot lead that definitely has a uh, came in hot. Has it yeah. has a fiery feel? It's you know like kind of a fucking a different feel from your normal work. Tell us a little bit about the album and your thought process uh putting this thing together. Um, yeah, well, this album for me was more, um, it's kind of a, a marker, you know, kind of like a mile marker for me. Um, because this is the first album that I've produced for myself, where I feel like I understood what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and really considered myself after making this record and after getting it mastered and being able to listen to it and, you know, kind of you know, not to be on my own, um, not to not to put some ego out there, but just listening to it and like, I did that. You know what I mean? Like really having an idea in my head and being able to execute it. Um, it really felt like the first time that I felt like 
I could call myself a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for me, like this album really like happened during a lot of transitions in my life. But, you know, the main the main thing that kind of pushed it was that transition for me from just being an artist to being an artist and producer and actually embracing that tag and being able to say, you know, and feeling comfortable saying mm. that I'm a, I'm a producer now, yeah. you know? So um, that was one of the biggest things um, for this record. And, you know, overall, it's just an adult boom bap record with some really, you know, really good songs, you know, a couple stories in there. Um, but it's just a feel good record. It's a lot, it's a little more up tempo in some places, just the feeling of it. Um, than a lot of my other work and I'm super excited and super proud of it. Yeah. Classic, I, classic sound. Yes. Yeah, sure. It was classic very, sound. very easy to listen to mm-hmm. very top to bottom, all good tracks. Very really, smooth. Really good to get invested into, uh, listening to that, that album too. Uh, you talked a little bit about in that opening song about how autopilot you were thinking about that being your last album. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about autopilot last time we talked with you and how that was a self-produced album and it kind of came out of the quarantine and this was kind of like the, a different vibe, but we didn't talk about that being your last album. Was that, was that something you were thinking about back then or was this uh, a thought that kind of happened throughout that year, that transition? Well, it definitely was a thought. Um, one of my um, things I think that I talked about during that time too, is that I always said that I wanted to produce an album for myself around the celestial clockwork time. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I didn't specify in that comment was that I told myself that I wanted to produce my last album that I ever did. And leading up to that record, I felt like I had got to a point in my career where, you know, yeah, I'm going to have more to say, but do I really want to do it in this medium? Do I really want to continue to do this? Do I want to continue to, you know, put the pressure on myself to make records and try to put them out and, you know, try to make my money back and all, all of the things that go into putting albums out. Um, But, you know, like I said, in that song, you know what I'm saying? Um, You know, the last one was going to be autopilot, but, you know, Things don't always end where they're supposed to end and where you think they're supposed to end, you know? And I feel like I still have, especially after the last few years that I've gone through, I feel like I still have so much more to say. And I feel like um, I'm really in a place now where I can start to really talk about things, how I want to talk about them. And, you know, especially with my own production as well, really making music, that I feel conveys the emotion that is in all of my lyrics. Cause there's a lot of times that I've done albums with other people where I don't feel like the emotion of the album was truly conveyed, but I picked the beats that were best suited to fit the songs at that time. But now that I'm in complete control and I can make what I want to make and rap to what I want to rap to when I want to rap to it and make sure that the emotion is is conveyed how I want it, make sure that the beat drops to emphasize a line that I think needs to be emphasized, those kind of things, those kind of little things that make songs personal for people. Um, I'm in a place now where I can control those things. So I feel like I have a lot more to say. I've, I've bought a lot of percussive instruments in the last you know year. 
um, actually moved and got a new house and a new studio space and all of that stuff. So I'm really like in a, it, it's been a, a literal transition in my life, you know, the last, the last year or so. Um, and it's, it's kind of cool to have this album be kind of a, a mile marker for me, you know, kind of signifying this time in my life. Yeah. Our imitating life. Yeah. And you can really yeah. tell, you can really tell that out al- in that album that the production and the lyric and the flow it's and everything point. is, it's a good mesh. And you could tell that's something that I think comes from, like you said, being in control of the production yourself. It's vast. Yeah. It's vastly improved too from like, I'm, I'm a huge fan of your, your lyrical work, man. You're one of my favorite lyricists um, of all time for sure. Definitely up there. Um, like, but now I'm a big fan of your production work, dude. Like, from autopilot to the transition, the production has just greatly improved. You know, how have you gone about improving that skill and honing in to a sound that you are looking for? Honestly, it's just practice, man. Like, yeah. with anything, it's repetition. You know, like, there's a reason that Steph Curry shoots 100, you know, three pointers in practice. Mm-hmm even though he's still the greatest three-point shooter that ever lived, there's a reason that that happens. Like, it's just practice. It's just repetition. And getting into a place where, you know, there's certain beats like the the um, the first song on the album, um, the Hot Ledge song, mm-hmm. it's... I actually sat down with the sample that I got that song from and said, okay, I'm going to use this sample. The beat is going to sound like this, and this is what I'm going to do with it. And I actually was able to execute that. Yeah. And it was like that with this whole record where I was able to take, you know, ideas that were in my head and actually bring them to fruition. And sometimes the 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 actual was better than my idea, mm-hmm. you know, and, and being able to actually execute that has put me in a completely different space musically and artistically and lyrically, you know, as you can hear on this album. Yeah. Like I I always um because you know, they're two of my my most popular albums, Celestial Clockwork and Got Lyrics. And I always considered autopilot like personally for me, like my celestial clockwork that I made. Yeah. You know because it was kind of weird and out there and different. It was and, your baby. You know, yeah, it was, it was my baby. And it was, you know, it was just a little, a little left to center, but this is more like my got lyrics. This is more boom bap, mad drum breaks, mm-hmm. sample chops, you know, like just straightforward boom bap hip hop as far as the production goes mm-hmm. and, you know, still being me on the, um, on the rhymes. So, you know, as you can probably hear in my voice, I'm ex- I'm extremely proud of the record. You know, yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, you I, should I be. You sound very confident you, about you it. You very yes. should, it's very, very, very well should be because it's it's a well well put together, and se- especially for it to be self produced, that's got to be even more joyful. Just to you know, you got your hands on all of it, so it just it's you're really proud of it. Um, listening to the album also, there's a very very strong tie with like you talking about your family and f- family influences, and you know a lot of family talk on it, which I love at being somebody that's got a family of my own. Uh, that's something that we were talking about before is as uh, you get older, especially the longevity that you've had in this industry and all the albums and the content that you put out. Uh, it's hard to kind of keep that, that style that you had when you're 18, when you're, you know, in your forties, you've evolved right. well. And a lot of people sometimes force, you know, they get into their late thirties or forties and they're trying they to, start, for, they start to fall off. They're yeah. trying to force that old school style that they thought they had before into their new, you've done a great job of evolving and adding the family aspect to it. I, I love that. Is that something that you're kind of conscious of and you, you think of when you're writing? 
Not necessarily. Um, I've always been an artist who writes about what he lives. Uh -huh. So, you know, when I was younger, I dealt with depression. I dealt with, you know, touring. I dealt with a lot of the things that I talked about is the things that I actually dealt with in my everyday life. And, you know, now that I am older and now that I have, you know, my youngest son is a senior in high school. Like, you know, I have a grandchild now. I'm a grandfather. Crazy. You know, like, Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so thank you. I appreciate that. So now that, you know, those are the main aspects of my life. So that's as an artist, that's what I'm going to talk about because I talk about what I know. So as I've grown more in touch and started to concentrate more on the family aspect of life and, you know, creating a future for my children, creating a future for my grandchildren and, you know, the the legacy after me, that's what I think about. So that's what I write about. And, you know, that's just the kind of writer I, that I am. I'm going to talk about what I live as opposed to you know, trying to just come up with cool things to say. Yeah. You know, because I think it's easier for people to relate to you if they, and for people to, you know, have a connection to your music, if they can relate to what you're going through. And everyone, you know, that's in their forties, for the most part, have family of some sort. They got a mom, they got a dad, they got, they may have a wife, they may have children, you know, they at least got, you know, nieces and nephews, cousins, you know what I mean? So everyone has family and everyone has certain ties, you know, that they can definitely relate to through your music. And it's, it's just, that's what I know right now. So that's what I talk about. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why you, we relate really well with your music and you stay, you, your longevity kind of stays is because you've been so real through time and being real, talking about, you know, your life experiences, like you're talking about. On the transition, um, you mentioned, I, I want to say it's a self-titled track, but I could be wrong. <clears throat> you you name-drop mm -hmm. a, num a number of producers, Premier, Dilla, Pete Rock, Large Professor, um, RJ, D2, a lot, of, a lot of legendary producers. Do you have a favorite producer yourself? Do you have a number one favorite producer that you've always kind of looked up to? Not a number one, no. Yeah, yeah. I have, a, because I like different styles of production, mm -hmm. and... You know, certain like Dilla made music. I mean, he made a lot of different styles, but you knew a Dilla beat when you heard a Dilla yeah, beat. Yeah, for sure. You know, like you know a premiere beat when you hear yeah. a premiere beat. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So um, I've always looked up to the cats that were at the top of their game, whether it be Swiss Beats, whether it be Timberland, whether it be Dilla, whether it be Premiere, RJ, Blueprint, Blockhead. Like I've even worked with some of the people that I consider the upper echelon of being producers mm -hmm. so um i don't have a favorite no but all of them have influenced me and all of them have you know given me an idea of what you can do with sound and i'm just getting into a place you know probably in the last five years or so where i'm starting to hear that i have a sound i'm starting to discover that i have a, a way of making things that is almost a signature. So, you know, getting to the point of being able to do that is is great, but, you know, having those influences has done nothing but, you know, help me get here. Sometimes, you know, in, in some instances, in some cases, probably a little faster than most starting producers get there, mm -hmm. you know, just because I have been around it for so long. You know, I would sit with Blueprint and pick out samples and hear him make beats and, you know, like I rapped over the first beat RJ made. I was there when he made it. Yeah. You know, like, so just oh, yeah, being, so awesome. being in those places 
has has put an impression on me to where once I started making beats, my first few beats, like autopilot was a lot like the first 50 or so beats I made was most of all of autopilot. Wow. Okay. Wow. <clears throat> you know, so, you know, and I was just experimenting. I was just kind of figuring it out, but I was advanced enough and I had been around it enough to where, you know, my first 50 beats might sound like someone else's, you know, yeah. 300th beat or so, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've been around it enough to where it's in, it's embedded in me in a way. Yeah, I'm definitely digging that illogic sound. Um, how long did it take you to put the this album together? How long did it take you to you know put together the whole transition? Um, probably like I was, I had, I had it probably about three or four songs when, um, when Autopilot came out. So in that time, since Autopilot came out, which is about two years now, um, I think. Um, yep. Yeah, it took me about two years to put that you know, put it all together and, you know, make the beats and make sure that things fit. And some of the beats I wrote too, some of the beats I made to rhymes that I had written without beats um, and kind of just fit them there and kind of, you know, just um, molded them to the, to the production. But um, I tried to make sure that everything sounded like it belonged, which is why it's so short. Um, I actually had about 10 or 12 songs in the beginning and some of the songs were good, but they didn't feel like they belonged. Um, so that's why I ended up with the eight that I ended up with. Mm -hmm. And um, actually there's gonna be, uh, if people buy the record, you'll get a remix of the final song on the album um, that actually has Blueprint on the hook. Oh, wow. um, and that was the original. And I actually changed it because it didn't feel like it fit. Mm -hmm. So it, the beat is different and everything. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I really went painstakingly through yeah. the process of creating this record even to a point where you know something that may help sell the record having blueprint on the record is a is something that may help sell the record but because it didn't fit that wasn't the that wasn't what was important it was important about the record being pure and about the record being as good as it possibly could be very smart move making hard decisions Did, do you find yourself when you created the album do you find yourself like trying to find an essence of a time slot for each song because nowadays i feel like everyone's making their songs shorter and shorter and shorter do you think that there's a sweet spot in that whole situation of making a song a certain length not necessarily it depends on what you're talking about um like uh, the intro for the album i think two minutes is perfect for what i'm doing oh yeah it. for sure you know what i mean amazing but but the title track is i think four and a half minutes and it needed to be a little longer and you know, even the instrumentation during the hook, there's no vocal hook. It kind of, you know, breathes a little bit and lets you kind of envelop yourself into the production of it. You know, there, it just depends on the, the topic of conversation. And if the beat is good enough to ride for a long time or if the beat is so repetitive that you might only need to make a minute song to where it's a dope beat. But after, you know, a minute or two minutes or three minutes it might get repetitive and it might not be as good of a song if you keep going, you know? So there's, there's certain decisions that you have to make when creating and preparing, especially as a producer and as an artist. Nice. The, the eight tracks definitely flow like perfectly together. Yeah. yeah um, they, they sound kind of just like they just, I they, they enjoy just flow into each other. The shorter yeah. length album yeah, too. Me too. I mean, I guess that's just the evolution of people's attention span that like he's talking about people like shorter songs. Yeah. Um, but but that, I, I love that if it's if it flows like you said like 
if two extra tracks don't fit, there's no reason forcing them onto the album and messing right, up the just whole to make it longer. Exactly. Yeah. Like I was saying, it was the easy, real, real easy listen. Yeah, like you didn't, you didn't have to sit down. Like some albums, I sit down, and I find myself doing homework. I feel like on the album, this one, you just put it on and kind of just enjoy yeah. or enjoy what you're doing and have it in the ears. Sure. Yeah, super, super chill. I yeah. listened to it twice today, just like you know, just boom, like easy listen. Quick, huh? Yeah. Want, it made me want to listen to it again. Super tight. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Just made me want more. Um, yeah. Definitely perfect, man. Yeah. Like, also, one thing I like about you, dude, is when you put out an album, you're you're dropping the number of music videos, at least as of late. Like, you did a number of uh, videos with Autopilot that I was loving. Uh, you have a brand new video dropping Monday, Hot Lead, which is the, the first track. Um, mm. We got a little sneak peek of that. Super dope video. Yeah. Um, Talk a little bit about that, man. Filming, yeah. filming a video and that aspect of Being the videography. A producer, a videographer, yeah, too. yeah. Like directing a video, director all that too, stuff, director, like, videographer, and producer all like in one, doing all that type of work. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a lot of hats. Um, yeah, yeah, man. I'm 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 just trying to honestly, I'm trying to set myself up for things down the line. You know what I mean? Um, and this video is actually, I think, some of my best work because sure. I've done. I did a I did a couple videos for Autopilot. I did um, a video for the Lucid Logic album. I did a video for um, the Man Who Thinks with His Own Mind, and I directed and recorded all those. You know, shadow myself with the help of maybe my wife and my son or or something. Wow. Um, and this last video that you guys just saw, I shot it in my shed. Wow. I set up like I I took. Uh, it's really cool because I took a whole bunch of because in my new studio I don't really have a lot of space for because i have a whole bunch of posters from my past touring career and um if you look at the background of that video all of those are old tour posters from shows that i've done all over the country you know with you know there's a um, a prince paul poster a show where i opened for a um, raekwon with greenhouse you know all kind of stuff so if yeah. you look yeah. at the background you can see you know like kind of a timeline of my career and, you know, the whole concept of this record and the concept of the campaign that I'm running right now is, you know, mixing a little bit of the old with the new and trying to show how far that I've come in my career and where I've come from. And, you know, that was just something that I came up with an idea one day, went out in my shed and posted up all these posters and, you know, shot it in a way where it, it looks really cool. And, um, I think it's I think it's a really dope video and I think it really, you know, expresses what needs to be expressed for that song. But being a videographer is something that I've, you know, always wanted to do and I'm super excited about getting better at um, as well as photography. Yeah, you're very talented because the video, the yeah, that video looks like it's shot, shot in, somewhere a, in big, a studio, like a big room or something. Yeah, in a yeah. huge studio. So for you to be able to make your shed in like a, a Hollywood movie set and not even to know it, it it's it's shot very well and I'm not like a, a big movie critic or anything, but just looking at it, the way that you, uh, you incorporated the song with the way that it's all shot in one spot in one place. Very, very well done and very talented at that. You got, you got a lot of skill. Thanks man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm super excited about the video coming out and people actually seeing it. Cause again, I feel like it's some of my best video work. Yeah, man. Um, 
let's talk a little bit about like Blockhead and Aesop Rock. Because um, Blockhead mm-hmm. is one of my favorite producers, and I love his stuff that he produces for people to rap over. And I also just like the, the beats he's producing just to like listen to, you know, and just kind of vibe to on the straight instrumental beats. Um, have you learned anything like, you know, with your past work with Blockhead and your past work with Aesop Rock? Um, has any of that influenced or helped influence your producing? Oh, definitely. One thing about Blockhead is that if you listen to, especially his instrumental music, yeah, no four bars are the same Mm-mm. throughout a song. No, every every four bars, there's something changing. Whether you know it might just be a cricket sound, you know what I'm saying? That might go for the next four, but something <laughs> yeah. changes. And you know, I don't do it exactly that way as far as the building and layering as he does, but I I'd, I'd make sure that when I produce something, it's not boring. I make sure that when I when my production is heard that the music moves as much as the lyrics do. And you know because I've heard songs where I love the song but the beat is boring. Yeah. So I don't listen to the song as much because you know it doesn't move for me. sure. But if the if the music moves and the music drops in places and instruments drop out and you know sometimes it's just the drums, sometimes it's just the bassline, sometimes you know like those kind of things intrigue me and make me more interested in the song and keep me coming back. And that's really what I want for my production to do is keep people coming back, wanting to listen to it mm-hmm. because they're not bored listening to it. Yeah. And, and I think I've gotten that from Blockhead and Aesop because Aesop's production isn't boring at all either. No, no not at all. He, yeah. He's an amazing producer as well. So, so, so you are a writer, rapper, producer, videographer, Director. and since, that's not enough for you. You also host a weekly podcast with Blueprint, Super Duty, Tough Work. Uh, how yes. <laughs> You guys are on episode 294, I believe. Deep. Um, very deep into a catalog. Is that tough to squeeze that in, or is that just something that is super enjoyable, something you look forward to? Because for us, we're doing every other week podcast, and it's something that we look forward to, uh, you know, getting our friends together and getting, an escape. being able to talk. And yeah. It's an escape, definitely, from the family life. Is it something you look forward to? Is it is it becoming tough? Is it, like, work? Is it super-duty tough work? <laughs> no, no, it's never worked when me and Print talk. Um, yeah. I mean, because me and Print have, you know, like, I pretty much grew up with print is my brother you know like we've known each other for over 20 years at this point um and um no it's just i look forward to talking to print because you know you guys don't get to hear the stuff we talk about off camera Mm, you know what i mean (laughs) and those are the things that i look forward to and a lot of times we're just encouraging each other we're just you know talking to each other about our plans for the future you know like um so those are the things that I look forward to. And I look forward to recording the podcast because when I was coming up, when me and print were coming up and a lot of the cats that we've come up with, we didn't have something that kind of helped us along that kind of gave us things to avoid, gave us guidelines for certain things, gave us things to look out for. Um, and being able to offer that assistance means a whole lot, you know, to us and the fact that it's being accepted and people are really enjoying it and really getting things from it um, is really the whole purpose of us doing it. Because, you know, as we've talked about many times on the show, these are conversations that me and him would have anyway. Yeah. You know, so Mm -hmm. why not have these conversations with an audience and maybe, you know, somebody else is thinking these same things and maybe we'll say something that they didn't exactly think about 
you know, before they sign that contract or before they, you know, go on that tour, before they do X, Y, and Z, you know, maybe we'll say something that may, you know, encourage them or give them pause because something may not be right yet, you know? Um, so it's it's really great in that sense. And I look forward to talking to print every week that I do. Yeah, for sure. I think it's awesome. It's a great avenue for the fans and the listener um, to, to, to hear from you. yeah the yeah. inside and the inside information and the insight that. and all that because that's access to artists that we didn't have in 2002 mm. when we were younger right. you know what I mean coming up so yeah. it's it's really cool to hear I love hearing all that inside information and like back and stories from touring and like all the behind the scenes stuff is always the most interesting definitely uh, definitely is and I think we can you know with with what we do give I think we can you know, help, help people kind of avoid some of the pitfalls that we hit, yeah. you know, but also laugh with us, you know, at some of the crazy things that go on in our lives and have gone on in our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, I mentioned it last time, but one thing I love about super duty, tough work is, you know, you guys talk a lot a bit about up and coming artists and advice and tips for those up and coming artists to succeed. Cause it's, the, the game's changed uh, very much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, since back in the early nineties, early 2000s um what kind of advice do you have for an up-and-coming independent artist man that's trying to make it in this this world that's much different than back in the day when you're you know slinging C, uh, cds and blank tapes off the, off the street and all that yeah it's gotta be crazy it's yeah. all digital now mm-hmm. yeah i mean honestly um still do that you know still yeah, yeah. the thing about the thing about past formulas is that it's not that they don't work it's just that you have to build on them, you know, with what's going on today. You know, the fact that this, my record is a, a, at least among the closer hip hop circles of people that have been to my release, my listening party, mm-hmm. and that I've seen just around town. Like, I've been actually selling physical copies just in my city before the record has come yeah. out, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's, awesome. that's the, that's the, the grassroots kind of things that I did, you know, in the 2000s. Those are the things that, you know, every time that someone sees me somewhere, I got a box in my hand with CDs in them. Hell yeah. You know, because I'm doing, I'm, I'm, this, this whole process has taught me that the formulas don't change. The integrity of everything that we learned back then, it doesn't change, but you just have to improve on them and have to learn how to use the new tools that are at your disposal. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, for my listening, I mean, my release party that's coming up in um, November, you know, I'm still going to print out flyers and take them to all the record stores. I'm still going to print out posters and hang them up on 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 street poles. I'm still going to do all that stuff, but I'm also going to have a Facebook post. I'm also yeah. going to have Instagram posts. I'm also going to have all of these other things that are necessary in today's society, but I'm not going to lose track of the things that got me here in the first place mm-hmm. I because love- they worked. They worked at some point, and they still do work if we yeah. if we still utilize. It. Yeah, like, don't fix what's not broken. Old theory, that exactly. old theory coming I, through. I love that DIY hip hop, that backpacking hip hop style, it, you know, from back in the day. Which is crazy to think that, yeah. like, you know, I mean, you, you're really meeting like hands to hand in the street fans. Mm-hmm. Someone, it's, somebody really cares, or maybe you're making new fans. Right that's how you make that's a, 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 a deeper connection. Yeah, it's right. crazy. Be- yeah, beautiful thing about underground hip hop was always being able to go to the merch tables and actually buy a CD from the artist, which was yeah, for sure. always awesome. Yeah. Yes. Makes you feel good. Yep. You get to meet the artist who, yeah, you know, yeah. you're appreciating his music and yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah, see yeah. him face to face, snap a pic. 
It's a great experience. Yeah. Make it the whole thing. The pick always makes it happen. <laughs> hey, can I get a pick with you after you buy the album? It's, it's yeah, experience. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, pick pictures, we were talking to Sage Francis, and uh, we were talking about that picture that he took of the orphanage uh, in Ideas Basement, and there was some conflict yeah. there because he was saying that uh, Kathy, Ideas' mom, was saying that she took the picture, but you remembered it as Sage taking it, and Sage, and Sage remembers it as taking it, it, too. So yeah. I, think, I think we got the two-to-one already there. <laughs> Kathy's got friends. <laughs> Kathy's got friends, though. They said that she yeah, took she, it. But she might, she, yeah, she might. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, from what I remember, Sage did take the picture because yeah. he was actually down there with us when we were writing and recording. And he was with us that whole weekend, actually, you know, which is why he's on the freestyle, you know, that yeah. we ended up doing at the radio station. Mm-hmm. He was with us all day because we were all on the same show. He just happened to you know, technically not be in the group at the time, but he was there with us. And, you know, he was always, you know, he's always been a close friend. So unofficial member. Yeah. Some capacity. Yeah. Unofficial member of the orphanage. Yeah. 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 We've talked a little bit about that orphanage um, and the, 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 just the star power of the group of, Oh, and everyone that's kind of you guys evolved in your own direction. Oh yeah. Um. Obviously, you and Blueprint kind of stuck together. Do you still uh have a relationship with Slug? And is that something that you guys you ever think about getting back on tour and maybe getting getting back and doing some shows like with that dude? Um. I mean, that's all. It's always a possibility. Yeah. Uh, me and Slug, we still do have a you know relationship. You know, we we don't talk as often as I would like, but. You know, we'll text each other here and there, um, definitely during holidays, Father's Day, Christmas, of course. you know, like, so we're definitely in touch, um, you know, here and there. Um, A-stop, you know, I'll I'll text him every now and then, just some what's up, check in on him. Um, so, you know, and, and and vice versa. So we'll, we'll talk here and there. Yeah. So we're not nearly as close as we used to be, um, you know, because, you know, Slug has gotten married since and has has children as well as me and Mm -hmm. you know so life has definitely taken over but we're all still you know cool um you know if we ever needed anything from each other you know it's just a phone call or a text away so community that's just that's awesome yeah Yeah. we would love to hear a reunion an orphanage reunion maybe just oh man i think hip-hop heads just a a little new project a little little quick little sneak peek peek, you know four or five songs you might hear you you might hear it sooner than you think i don't want to say i don't want (laughs) to spill any beans yeah but you might hear you might hear a little reunion of some cats on the mic sooner than you think i feel like that's awesome we would be all that's all i want to know that's all we want to know. all in on that i think now these days it's become a big thing like dream matches dream boxing matches uh just you know and a yeah. dream reunion yeah, of the orphanage sure. definitely. would definitely like make hip-hop nostalgia head. always turns. <laughs> it's not even about yeah. selling but yeah. nostalgia just being that great that energy the energy that nostalgia brings is just un- unmatched you talked about yeah. you talked I, about last time um you know that that show with slug sage um mf doom idea was that the first time, or Aesop Rock, I believe, um, was that the first time that you actually crossed paths with uh, Slug and Aesop Rock, or did you guys meet them previously? No, we. Um, I had crossed paths with Slug and, and Aesop um, years and years prior to that. Okay. Um, you know, we had already done many of the shows together and, you know, things like that before we decided to form the group. We actually, um, and I might have said this before, but... Um, you know, Slug actually came up with the orphanage name yeah. and we were all just chilling in Aesop's apartment yeah. in New York. 
and this was, you know, years of us doing shows together and touring and just being friends. Um, and, you know, so, so during that time, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't anything um, that really held us off from, you know, really getting close and being able to do that record. Definitely. Um, just to name the orphanage. <laughs> it's just fucking hard. It's very, just, just hard. very hard. I mean, it just, I don't know. It just sounds like rock fucking bottom hip hop. Like real shit you want to yeah. hear. Like who you bumping the orphanage? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like if you don't know, like you got to move. You know what I mean? Like for real yeah, though. That's, that's, that's that shit sounds hard, dude. The, Are, do you have any uh, plans of getting back out on tour? I mean, not a full tour schedule, obviously, but playing shows or maybe even uh, going across the coast. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to get back out on the road, um, with my album dropping at, in the beginning of November, you know, the holidays are going to be hitting. Um, yeah. so I am planning on, you know, kind of rolling this out album out pretty slow and doing everything kind of gradually and probably you'll start doing shows in like late January, February, once the snow and it starts to, you know, kind of get better outside yeah. um so i am looking to do some shows next year i'll probably be talking about this record for the next six months to a year honestly yeah i put so much work into it you know that i'm not just gonna let it be like you know get my three-month campaign yeah. in and mm -hmm. then move on to the next thing like i'm gonna be talking about this record and dropping videos and yeah you very all, well all the be. content for Hell at least yeah. the next six months you probably. should be milk it for all it's worth yeah, you, we're, you definitely we're in, very well should be we're all in for the ride so yeah. we'll fucking we'll, we'll follow you wherever you want to go watching with all it, the man. videos you drop for it and everything we'll Hell be there yeah. and we'll play them on this fucking nice. podcast for everyone else to see too <laughs> for sure when you're putting together, appreciate that. Yeah, most definitely, our pleasure. When you're putting together a track list, man, like the track list for the transition, um, what goes into that thought process of the order and you know the the intro, the outro, things like that? Um, honestly, it's more about the music than the songs themselves. Um, it's more about how it feels as it plays, as opposed to how it, you know, the the story that it's telling. At least for this project, for me, um, and autopilot was that way as well. Um, it's more about the feel of the music and then allowing the songs to become what they become for the listener. But as long as the music flows and the feeling, you know, intensifies where I want it to, the feeling, you know, goes back down where I want it to. And it, it's kind of a good roller coaster. Or if it's, you know, a mountain that you're just climbing the whole time and you get to this grand epiphany at the end it just depends on you know how the music flows so that's really what i did with this album and the last album and i have a feeling that since i'm as long as i'm producing the record i'm gonna go that route um just because i want the music to feel as good as possible and the art and the listener to be able to listen to it mm -hmm. you know and enjoy it you know fully yeah definitely do you put any thought does any thought go into uh, the the when you're while you're writing and making the beat to how the song will translate on stage and into your live performance, or are you kind of just more just focused on just making the song and being in the moment? Um, I think about live performance when I'm making the beat. You know, like uh -huh. I think about how this beat would sound live. Yeah, and if it's something that I choose to rhyme over which is one of the reasons why I try to make sure my drums are always hitting. Mm. I try to make sure my drums are always super tight. They're, you know, nice and loud. You know, the kicks are hitting, the snares are snapping, you know, so when it is live, like it, it has that feeling, mm -hmm. um, you know, of some, just some live hip hop shit. Um, but 
I don't think about that as much as when I'm writing as much as I do when I'm actually making the beat. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think about performance as much because the way that I write, I write thinking that I'm going to perform every song that I write. So I write it in a way that I can perform it, that I can breathe, that I can have breath control and all of that. Um, but really what makes a song like I'm really gonna enjoy performing this song is really the production for me. Yeah. Is that something that, uh, I mean, another question about the live performance. A lot of people nowadays are recording, or not recording, but performing over their vocals, over their, their track. Is that something that you've just found that, you, you're trying to keep a tradition or um, something you don't even think about. You just do your own thing. I don't think about it. Um, I think it's cheating. Yeah. I think it's cheating the fans. Because if if I wanted to hear your record, I can go home and hear your record. Yeah. I came to see you perform to hear you perform. Thank you. You know, like, and I know that a performance of a song isn't always exactly the same as the recorded version of a song. There's a reason that I paid this $20 $10, $50, you know, whatever I paid to see you perform, to see you perform and have this experience with you, not to hear you just play your record and either lip sync or rap with your vocals because you hardly know your words. Sing like, over them, Jesus. I, I think it's cheating. I think it's cheating the fans, mm -hmm. you know, so I choose not to do that. And there's no fun in that. Like, I don't have to practice to just play my song and halfway know it. You know what I mean? Like, me and my DJ, when we practice, we practice at least a month or so of, you know, before the show actually happens. So we know our lyrics, he knows his cues, everything is live mm. and everything is going to be an experience. And of course, everything is going to be perfect. That's what makes the live experience the experience yeah. that it is, because everything doesn't always go according to plan. Um, but I just think that's cheating the fans out of an experience when you, you know, are just rapping over your vocals and just playing your song and you know, halfway knowing it, or even if you know the whole thing, even so, so why you got the vocals there in the mm. first place? Like, I, I just never understood it. And I don't think that is fair to people who paid to see you perform. Yeah. I you're thousand, not I thousand percent agree with you. Uh, you're big on that. I I always I, say it doesn't matter to me. I'm, I don't know why it doesn't. I will go see you. I, if you're, if you're, I'm a fan of you. I don't care if you're, if you're rapping your lyrics or you got the vocals in the background, I'm here to see you. I like your music. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just gets but me. But I, I get what you're saying reason, though. For sure I though. paid for a live I performance. Understand. And I enjoy, uh, even when it doesn't sound exactly how it sounds on the record. I, you know, you, you're there for that rough experience. I mean, obviously you don't want it to sound like shit you, you, know, you yeah, want it to sound yeah. good but that's yeah. that's part of yeah, being you, a performer and being yeah. a professional uh, the way I yeah, look, and as yeah. a as a fan you're hoping to get there and the sound is good the mics are good mm -hmm. you know everything is good so it can be as good as it can be but you want to hear them perform it yeah now yeah. you know like i don't have a problem with them doing it the only time I have a problem is if I pay for it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> if I pay to see you perform and you're rapping over your vocals, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah. If you're rapping over your vocals and you're on the Grammys, okay, Whatever. do you. I still don't. It's not something I would do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to hate on somebody for doing it. You know, I don't think they should. You know, it's not how I would do it. But, you know, do yeah. you. I'm not, you know, do what you do. But if I pay, you know, a couple dollars to see you perform. Like if I go to a Kendrick Lamar concert, which I know the tickets are $50 plus, yeah. you know what I mean? Depending at on where least. I'm sitting That's at least. and he's rapping over his vocals the whole time. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna be upset. Mm. I'm gonna be so mad and I'm going to leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. But 
if I'm watching the Grammys and he raps along with his vocals, I'm not so mad. Mm. You know what I mean? I <laughs> true, true, I'm, yeah, not, true. I'm not so mad. I agree though. There's Very there's true. boundaries there. I, I I just think that like you said, there's so much preparation and a lot of sweat and you know a lot of time goes into performing and getting a set ready that mm-hmm. and especially when you're getting paid as much as some of these guys are getting per per performance, it's like Exactly. Put a little bit of, you know, pride and time into this shit. This is art. It's supposed to be art. Most definitely. Right. All, all I was saying is if I'm a real fan of you, I just, I I just want to fucking see I you. It. I mean, I, I get, get it. it. I get it. You're going to maybe you did that. Maybe you didn't. I'm going to let it slide because I, I want to see you, you know. So I'm just saying. Well, yeah. we, uh, yeah, I get it. We, don't, get it. we don't want that Britney Spears nonsense. <laughs> we look, Jesus. <laughs> we, look, we look forward to seeing Illogic live hopefully here in the near future and uh, hopefully maybe get out here on the West Coast. And we'll come check you out. Fucking a man, dude. When you yeah. when you rap, man. Every time I'm listening to your your music, it just pure poetry. I feel like is that something like is writing something that you're still doing on a regular basis, and does that help you, uh, you know, hone your your rap skills? And, and um, it, honestly, like oh, oh, I was saying, and if so, that? and if so, how do you stay so sharp? Mm. Um, honestly, I don't write nearly as much as I used to. Okay. Um, now a lot more I write when I have something to write about. Yeah. I used to write just for writing's sake. Uh-huh. Um, just to, you know, I would get up and I would just write about whatever was on my mind. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's the best way to do it. That's the best way to stay sharp is to continuously write, even if you don't feel like it, you know, that's the best way to stay sharp. But for me these days, a lot of times I don't write unless I feel like I have something that I need to get down on paper. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I've been doing this since I was nine years old. So, you know, 30 plus years of, you know, writing raps, um, at this point I can kind of command it, you know, and of course everything isn't going to be, you know, the best shit I've ever written, but I can knock out a 16 in a couple hours, you know, if I just sit down and say, I'm gonna write a 16 bar verse, Mm -hmm. you know, but the place that I am now, I want everything that I write to really you know, at least what I write for me and for my projects personally, I want them to be something that that means something to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to just write just for writing's sake. If I feel compelled enough to write about it, then it's something that really hit me in a place mm-hmm. where I feel like, you know, I need to get this out. I can't just talk about this. Like, I need to create something that is a lasting memory of this situation. Um, And, and that's a, that's a deep thing for me. And it always has been, but, you know, as a youngster, just getting into writing, I would just write just to write. I would, you know, I would, if, if you talk to blueprint, like back in the day when we used to record, I didn't write on the spot as much because I just had notebooks full of rhymes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he play a beat and I'm like, I'll just go through my notebook a little bit and like, okay, I got some shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, now it's a little different. Like now I, I write pretty much if I don't have a beat and something doesn't move me to write, I really don't write as much. For sure. Yeah, it makes sense. And you you obviously uh as you're so further into your journey of writing, you want you don't want everyone to be a the next song on your album, but you don't want to have as many throwaways as maybe as you did when you were younger. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing because I, I remember there's a lot of songs that I've written that I just recorded that were never released. Um, you know, and that was when I was just writing for writing and recording for recording sake. Mm-hmm. You know, now when I write and I record, I record with purpose, I record with vision. 
behind it. You know, I have a lot of the times I have a plan for what I'm about to record. I have a plan for what I'm about to do. Um, and I still love it. That doesn't take the love away. You know, I've just started to understand where writing, where art, all of that stands in my life because I have a full life. I have a full-time job. I have a family. I have children. I have, you know, again, grandchildren. Like I have things that, you know, are taking up my time. So I have to understand how to utilize my time without sacrificing my art. Yeah. And I try to make sure that, you know, everything that I put down on paper and that I record is as good as it possibly can be. And I still have, I still create, create some bullshit. I still make bad yeah. beats. I still write horrible rhymes that you yeah. probably will never hear. But at the time I was feeling this shit, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's all that matters in the moment, in the moment. Yeah. It, will, yeah. it sounds like that's the full transition transition and we're uh, excited about the new project. Like we said, listening to it, it's a great, great album put together very well. Uh, easy to listen to top to bottom every song is very very well done and uh, we're excited to see this whole year-long push that you're going to put on it because we're all for we're on the ride cool man i appreciate you guys having me on the show i appreciate your excitement for the project and all the support you know throughout the years of course, of course man we are always always here to support you illogic we really appreciate you taking time out of your out of your Friday night, especially because we know how busy you are. All the hats you're wearing. Yep. Yeah. On top of all that, you're a, a father and a grandfather and a husband. And, so it's, and it's Friday. Those night. are the most important, you know, labels that are on top of the producer and the rapper and the videographer. It's it's those other labels that you do a great job at. Yep. You're you're inspiring and a great leader for us. Uh, someone that we we look up to. So thank you for all of that. Uh, I appreciate that, man. I, I really do. I really so. definitely. And as a longtime fan, I just. After hearing that track, track number one, you talking about retiring. I just hope that the transition is not your final work, man, because yeah. I think, I think your work will be truly missed. It, it's definitely not my final. Um, now, my next vocal album possibly could be. Mm -hmm. it, and, and, and just being like my final full length album. But that doesn't mean I still won't record. That st still doesn't mean I might not put out a, you know, two, three song EP here and there. No, you know what I mean? But I like as far that. as putting out full length projects, I am getting to a point where that does get a little tedious, mm -hmm. you know, for me and a little, you know, heavy and a lot of a little more pressure than I want in my life right now. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's possible that my next vocal album may be, but you probably got at least two to three years before that. Nice. So nice. I'll be doing a lot of stuff in between there. Well, that's good news, man. That's good awesome. news. That's to hear. great news for us. <laughs> well, thank you again very much for joining us on your Friday, Illogic, and uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And hopefully, we could talk to you again soon. Warren, man, you guys enjoy your weekend too. Thanks for having hey, me. Hey, peace, you. all love, everybody. Yeah. Give it up for Illogic. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah man. The legend, the legend. The legend. Peace, peace, peace. All right, everyone, that was Illogic, straight out of Columbus, Ohio. Like I like to say. Good God, what if, a great guy. If, if the man says it's his last album, maybe he's pulling the old Too Short trick, huh? Or Too Short said it was his last album 20-something albums ago, and he's he kept going, this it, is the though. last album, and then Too Short makes another 20 he's albums. talking about it, I'm though, just saying, man. hopefully he doesn't. I, I hope he doesn't because I, I, don't, uh, I listening when we are talking about how good this album is. Yeah. I can't wait for oh, uh, everyone to it hear it. It fits in there with like a Black Delicious classic album. Oh like yeah, so it's got that sound, that yeah. Black Delicious sound, and I, I mean like it's that classic yeah. vibe. Like I, it I, is, I don't know. It's so it's, it's so much of a uh, well. 
the definitely the open tr- opening track. Yeah, hot lead. Uh, hot, lead hot lead is one of the. It's just it's it's straight from what he usually does, especially from Autopilot, mm-hmm. which was Autopilot was his first self-produced album. Yeah, and you can tell the. The transition, it's true. He has he has transitioned and he's become a full time. Yeah. Awesome I didn't, didn't want to say yeah. that he sounded yeah. like Blacklicious. I don't want to be no, disrespectful no, no, no. by saying that. No, it's no, no, I know, but you know what I mean. He's got that like no that disrespect smooth, to no that. disrespect, but no like disrespect. that smooth no. like a classic yeah, type classic of like hip hop sound. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's that. No, it is. It's rhythm and beat. It's rhythm and beat jab. Jazz. It's like a jazzy sound. It's just keeps jabbing you with the vine. Yeah, it just keeps on going. Hella smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm saying though, right? Like it's got that that like soothing, soothing hip hop sound. Be here for an Illogic album. Uh, can't wait yeah. for any project that he puts out. I really appreciate his time coming yeah, on Milk Crates sure. and Microphones and talking with us on a Friday night. It's almost 11 o'clock where he's at oh, right yeah. now. So And it's uh, 2.30 in the morning where we are right now, so we appreciate you guys for, sticking it with us. For him to come and kick it with us, <laughs> uh, great, great, great experience for us because, like I said, I mean, that's I'm, I'm not bullshitting the guy when I say we look up to him. As an Dude, artist and a father and top. somebody that, you and know. And there's something you're looking forward to hearing when he drops yeah. anything he puts out. He's one of my yeah. top favorites dope. of all time, bro. Like when, dope. when I was first discovering hip-hop, like with Atmosphere and Sage Francis and people like that, Illogic is somehow I stumbled upon him, dude. And How'd you I, do it? I don't know. I think it was just through one of those streaming sites. It was a Napster, LimeWire, Kaza, whatever. But what a Definitely pure, good. pure piece of art. Um, and so is the transition. So Monday, I'm excited for the the music video drop. Monday, the music video drops for the opening track. And yep, then hot lead, baby. November is when the album fully 11, drops. 11, 22. 11 plus 11 equals 22. Numbers. So th- what we Numbers. seen, no one else has seen before? Hey man, we got a we got an inside sneak peek, bro. I'm milking my. Uh, but it's on YouTube. How do we get the inside peek? sneak peek? No. It's on YouTube. Well, no, no. It's, it's not, brother. No, it's not. It's not nope. on YouTube. It hasn't been. No, it hasn't been. Pre- we got yet. the secret. Then we got the, the secret. secret. Yeah, but if you get the if you fuck with Milk Rates and yeah, microphones, you know why? It's, you it's might not, get the secret too. It's not released yet. Only the because uh, we got the link. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty legit though. I appreciate. Yeah. That's pretty. If awesome. you guys Truly haven't got a chance to go check out Autopilot, that's why there's a lot. Go listen to Autopilot. It's an album that Illogic put together during quarantine. Um, it mm-hmm. kind of pushed him. We talked about it. it the quarantine kind of pushed him to end up producing beats because yeah. it put some time on his hands. And hey, that uh, video though, he looks like he's not in his shed. I'll tell you no, that. No, that's definitely good work. Super good good work it's always super dope. You have all those like posters behind him. Stage, it looks like it. he's. It looks like he's at, like when you know you know those billboards that always have so many posters put on him. Like like uh-huh. you're gonna go see a different show and they're just plastering them. But, but, it's but, like one of those, and then they show all the records in front of him. Yeah. So the people will like, see it, that Monday. Yeah, yeah. What I'm talking about is autopilot. Go listen to it right now. Yeah, go there. You can go find autopilot. Is it dropped already? Autopilot. Uh, no, oh, no, that's the original. That's the original. 2020, yeah. that's what he first self-produced album. Yep. Go listen to that first. Uh, get a kind of feel for his production. And then you can also see yeah. the evolution in his production. Yes. And and uh, when this album drops, you're going to be it's awesome. very pleased. Very hey, pleased with All I got to say is when you that. listen to this album, you better be wearing two socks because it's going <laughs> to knock the first ones off. You know what I'll You be. only need half your seat because I ain't going to say the full one because it'll be on the edge of it. It's truly uh, beautiful to be a part. Of the evolution of just watching it, listening to it, you know. It's beautiful that you got the artist. You're, you're, you're on the inside, yeah, yeah, bro. It's, like, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, How does it feel to be on the inside? You're watching in. these people grow. How does it feel though? You got the inside tip. You got the inside tip. No, no, just for a second. You got inside tips here. How do you feel about getting inside tips? How do I feel about it? Yeah, it's pretty legit that we got the inside tip. We get the early access. You get this and that. Awesome. Three times. And we should start up a little Patreon soon and get a little fucking exclusive content going. Dick pics. Dick pics. No, no. This ain't no OnlyFans. <laughs> Don't do that. This only ain't no fans only fans. Only fans. I'm in Brother. here.
we're not doing that now. All no, right, man. brother. Toe picks. Here we go. <laughs> you crazy fuckers. <laughs> I feel like drink champs have an OnlyFans or something. No, like don't yeah. tell me that. I, I like know, drink I champs. Don't, don't you tell me that. Picks. I think they. I don't know. Do they allow other content on OnlyFans? I think they have a weird other shit you can no, do. No, no, it's called like Patreon. Huge? Patreon. That's no. that's where you get the extra early little sneak peek episodes, other shit, okay. stuff like that. So yeah, I would say that they probably they probably go a little longer than what they show you, and they probably talk more shit. Yeah. And it's probably there on Patreon. What do you think of Boozy? On uh, I love Boozy. Boozy. What do you think oh, of Boozy, bro? What I think Boosie. of Boozy is that the Boosie. man never ceases to amaze me, mm-hmm. and he never ceases to not speak the truth. He's always uh, on he's a ranting. He's, he's always on a rant. He does, you know what I like about him? He doesn't care. Up. He doesn't care if you don't like him the next day. He's a little firecracker. You know what I mean? Like he might keep you as a fan this month, that's true, but if that's you true. say something wrong, he doesn't need you whether or not you do or you. A don't. man who keeps it real. When he was dying. When he needed that emergency surgery a few years back, I think he had, what was it, was it was gallbladder? Something went bad on him. He had a really, really bad surgery. He was dying. They said he didn't have insurance. So he went to the doctors. They were trying to put him in the bottom of the line. He told them, I'll pay cash for the surgery. Paid cash for the surgery. Was he not paid then? What do you mean? Like, No, no, he didn't have insurance because you can't get insurance through. He's rapping. But he's, what, what insurance are you going to get okay, through rapping? Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't know how much he's making rapping. No, but I'm saying he's, a, he's, a, he's a millionaire for sure. So okay. he definitely told the doctors because they were looking at him for like what you have. You know, you show up, you tell them, and they, they probably look at your files like you have no insurance. So you're not yeah. going to go on the front of the list of getting your surgery done. Mm-hmm. He had to tell them straight off the bat, I'll pay cash. Whatever it is, whatever the insurance bills are, whatever it is, I'm paying cash. And he paid like I think like fucking twenty, thirty grand up front just to get Lewis the surgery is? done. Boosie. He had oh, yeah, yeah. he got shot in the leg. Yeah, but something, something but he also that was life threatening. Di- no, he had, he had he some disease. Ti- yeah, he was yeah, born diabetes. With severe diabetes. He was dying of it. Yeah, yeah he so needed like, he had he needed kidneys and shit. So he paid for all that crazy shit off with cash. Like yeah. and he was he was he got it, you know? Yeah. So Boosie, I give him Boosie, props. But yeah, Boosie's is always fired up. He always looks mad. Ranting. I if think it, he was going on about the Kanye stuff. Even when he's happy, he looks mad. You see him when he tipped the guy 200 bucks for getting him a Coke? No. Like he a Coca-Cola? At, yeah. He was at a restaurant, and he goes, he goes, he goes, anything I could do to help you? Uh, how's your dinner going? Anything you you, know, you need? To, you know how they come around halfway through your meal, and they go, oh, everything good here? Yeah. He goes, I need a Coke. Mm-hmm. He goes, I don't want a Coke in the motherfucking bottle. I don't want a Coke out of the machine. He goes, I want you to give me a can of Coke. Can of Coke right now. He goes, I don't think we have any in the store. Well, $200 tips going out the drain, he told him. He, he goes, you bring me a can of Coke. I'll get you your good tip. Guy ran across the street, ran down, got the liquor store, got the can of Coke, came back, brought Boosie a can of Coke. He goes, I guess the man wants a good tip. <laughs> Starts peeling him off like 200-something bucks, bro, for a good tip. Just get him the can of Coke. So, I mean, so did he do it just to do it? No, that's how he tips. Okay. The man's got bread. Well, he obviously knew that there wasn't the Coke in the uh, building. In the vicinity. Yeah, so the man wanted to see the man do the shuffle, but he did it, man. And I mean, I give him props, man. He's a man of his word. He gave you the cash, paid you out, did what you got to do. He seems like a straight-up dude. He's straight out of uh, Louisiana? Yep. New Orleans? No, New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. I think the man for sure would tell you the truth. If that was your uncle, that man would give it to you straight. Uh-huh. I don't think he bullshit you. You think he bullshit you? No. I don't think so. I, I mean, appreciate it. Doesn't that, look though. like uh doesn't look like he's a bullshitter. So let me ask you this. Tonight's your night, you're watching the Halloween tonight when you get home. I want to watch or? Halloween ends tonight. I wanna I wanna end it. I, I watched I watched the last one. Before this, I thought that last one was night. really good too, though. Yeah, People said it wasn't. Once I thought again, that was once good. Again, though, hold on. The killing was it good. It makes in that you one. feel bad for him almost because they're like jumping him in the street, but they shoot the man multiple times. Yes, but the man then misses a lot of shots. Multiple times. The then they're all punched him in the face, kicking him in the fucking stomach. He's 68 stomach. at that time. 
Because it was two years ago, so now he's 70 in this he's one. He's old. Like, he has the mask off for a little bit, you he's know? He's 70 in this one, and he's he, so old, he's getting beat up by kids in this one. He looks older. The, but the kids, are, you know, nowadays are taking the juice and the TRT and all the good stuff. Uh-huh. So, I mean, they beat the fuck out of Jason in this one. I mean, I mean excuse me, Michael. I think they're one. still pr- doing pretty well with the movies. I sure. like seeing Jamie Lee Curtis in there, to be honest. What's your uh, favorite? Hopefully you guys enjoyed Halloween. that interview with Oh, uh, most Logic. definitely. Oh, that was oh, great. Shout interview. out once again. To shout out to Logic. Luckily, everything went decently smooth. I didn't know what to yeah. say to the man. The man had so much to say. I didn't know what to say to him. You know, last That's time I had more questions, guest. more That's types. He just talked our ear off. I loved it. I love that the kind best of type of The best. So what was your favorite Halloween? Of all time? All time. Oh, what was your favorite Halloween costume of all time? Oh, <laughs> I got one. Uh, I like Halloween 1. Halloween 2 is my like favorite. Halloween why, why 2? Why because two? It's, it's more killing. In Halloween 1, you wait till the last fucking 45, no, the last 15 minutes of the movie, 20 minutes of the movie for him to really show his face and start killing people. Halloween 1 has better reviews for sure. Halloween um, 2 is right up there. I think you should give Halloween 2 another shot. and you, I think yeah, you would enjoy it. It starts not. off where it ends, where they shoot him and he gets all the grass. He starts killing people. I think it's on HBO. Very uh, good. Right now. Very good. Uh, favorite Halloween costume of all time is when we were dogging Beth. When I was dog and my lady <laughs> was Beth, and I was going around telling everybody, this is dog. You got the ice, bruh. You got the ice, bruh. Nice. It was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. Uh, favorite uh, Halloween costume of all time, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You were Vincent yeah. McMahon? Who do you think you are? How old were you? I had the uh, the Vincent McMahon mask. My mom got it for me. Then I, I fucking just went still out have and the bought mask. a tuxedo from uh, second, Goodwill. Do you still have the mask? <laughs> the big question, Matt. How old were you? 29. <laughs> 17. <laughs> How old were you? Really? 30. Seven. No, I was uh, I was seventh younger. grade. I was probably about thirteen. Let's say. Seventh grade. About thirteen. Yeah, yeah. the seventh grade man when you're seventeen yeah. or thirteen. Well, that's not bad. What's wrong with that? That's what the days. I don't I mean, remember. Oh. I don't remember it. How I feel dare like you? I would have remembered. And you know what? Else? What was yours? A, a friend of mine was mankind, and he had Mr. Oh. Sacco, oh. and he would pull him out of his dirty fucking. Jesus Christ! Right? Mr. Sacco, Mr. Sacco. Hey, Mick. Hey, that'd be a dope costume nowadays. Be mankind. I tell you, be pretty tight. I'd be pretty hard. What was your favorite costume of all time that I ever all did? Time. The Joker. And Joker. we're talking, okay. I was probably kindergarten. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so hold the on. makeup was when running the, wild. Exactly. When the go- Joker really came out. The, white, the makeup, yeah. white makeup, white makeup, red, red lips. Okay. What kind of what did you wear? Purple, purple suit? suit. Okay. Ooh. We're talking Jack Nichols. Nicholson. Yes, Nicholson. Yes, yes, yes. Nicholson. Yeah, Nicholson. 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 No, Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholson. 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 Jack Nicholas. Nicholson. You son of a bitch. No, Nicholas is the is the actor. Nicholson's no, the golfer. No, slap yourself. No, Mr. Jack Nicholas uh, is the, is the actor. You Jack want, Nicholson. Want on it? Yeah. Anyways, how much? Jack Nicholson is the, the golfer. I was portraying the I'll, Jack I'll, guy. I'll put Jack Nicholson as the golfer. All right, let's put it on. Uh, let's put it on the thing here. Jack Nicholson quick. is the actor. Let's put it on real quick. Jack let's Nicholson is the golfer. It is. Yeah. Nope, sorry, you won't oh, get on that. Shit. I told you. <laughs> so it's Nicholson, Nicholson's the actor. Okay, he's the actor. There you go. There like you go. I said, and Nicholas no. is the fucking golfer. Yeah, he's no, that's wrong. Anyway. You said it all wrong. Okay, bro. okay. Hey, I just watched The Shining the other day, and man, is it good. Is it? It like is it? good. It's been a long time. I, I mean, watched it every year. Oh. I watched it every year, but it's been about a year since I've seen it last. It was great. It's it was one great. of my favorite horror movies of all time. I usually watch it in a theater every year because they oddly play Is it true that they prove in that movie that the moon landing never happened? Gotta watch it. That's what they're trying to say. There's that. a lot of weird. There's a, a documentary about that movie that tells you a lot it. of hidden shit. A lot of the cans in the fucking inside of the fucking yeah. spot where she drags yeah. them have meaning. Uh, the office that he's in, it had no should have never had Stanley windows. Stanley Kubrick made that. Film. After yeah, we bro. do this, well, Stanley look. Kubrick also filmed the moon landing. And this recent photo. 
well, the photo that I'm going to tell you is that man on the left right there, the very, very far left, he's kicking at my cousin's house and before he became big oh, yeah. for being DS's cameraman. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he was telling me he wanted to take pictures. And I didn't, and I, you know, I believed him, but I didn't believe that's him. That's Logan's homie. No, no, I, I didn't believe him. Like, he told me he was going to be like, I'm going to do so pictures. So that's Elijah. Yeah, I know Elijah. And Elijah is Logan's, like, really good friend. And that's how Logan works out with uh, Nate's been going to CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And uh, doing CrossFit style workouts, not really like lifting heavy and shit, but doing like CrossFit style like bike workouts and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like cardio workouts. Yeah, you know what I mean. Those are, the, Logan's, those are fun. Been, Logan's been training with those dudes and having yeah. hell of fun. And Elijah, the cameraman right there yeah. on the left, uh-huh. is the man. But what we're talking about? No, I, all yeah. I'm saying is I just Triple H. I think the Nate man was gonna, was going to do it. Like how do you did feel about Triple H with Nate Diaz? What's going on? Is we talked about last time? Well, you Nate's going to wrestle next step. Nate's going to wrestle. He's going to do it. He's coming. He's coming. Hold on. Hold on. I've always heard Conor McGregor wants to be a WWE superstar. He's good on the mic. Nate's not great on the mic. Hold on. You know who should be, though? Bro, they could have a mouthpiece for him. They could have a mouthpiece. Give me the Nick, real Nick question, Diaz, his brother. It'd be awesome. The real question. Oh, yeah, out. He comes out and talks He doesn't him. talk. He talks for him. Yeah, he comes out as his, like, as his, as his, like you know, yeah. his, what is it? What, what do they call that? Manager. Manager, It's a mouthpiece. Yes. It's a manager. It's, it's a, manager. a side piece. Perfect. The real question hey, in this yeah. picture Chael is, Sonnen have you ever seen that movie? Would be the best side piece man for that, man. Chael Sonnen. What movie? No, not, not with Nate Diaz. They don't no, know. you know how he cuts a promo. Have you ever seen that movie promo. with Jamie Lee Curtis Which one? where she switches with her mom? Halloween. Oh, yeah, Freaky Friday. But I've never seen it. Yeah, Do you think Freaky that Friday. Stephanie McMahon has done a Freaky Friday with Vince McMahon? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> oh. Vince McMahon. Good. He is that's the evil the, man. That would be the she, ultimate Hey, move. that's some Adebala La Timbala. Yeah, Vince McMahon is running the that's WWE. Some Ch- that's some fucking what, Chucky shit where he puts the hand over the thing. Adebala no, no, La Timbala. Like, he switched bodies with her. You guys want to fucking cancel me? You guys want to fire wow, me? That's well, him. check this out. I'm going to become Steph and I'll take over the company. It could happen. So you're saying Stephanie is now Vince McMahon? Look at Everyone else looks pretty normal. Who do picture. you think you are? I would still give Stephanie the dick right Whoa, there. Whoa! No, no one's talking about dicks. You, you, I mean, what? You think you? Well, because she's this, Vince. That's Vince. This is the PG she's era. Vince. The PG era. Fuck me harder, you son of a if bitch. You, if you were Vince, you, you, you think this is a dick? If you, yeah. turn you think that's a dick? Say, if you turned Vince, I say you were Vince and you turned to Stephanie, would you run through the whole WWE? Would you let them all run you down? No, because that's his daughter. No, you're him. You're her now. You're Vince now. Would you do some foul stuff because you're a woman now? Or would you be real, real like, you know. <laughs> no, like, Vince okay. would be Stephanie. Yeah. I know. Yeah, so. Yeah, you would exactly. think so. Yeah, would Vince you ask Stephanie would go fuck people? Go fuck hella <laughs> people. And get his daughter hella fucked? Yes, I think. Why Vince would he get his daughter Vince, fucked? Vince is a wild man. Who do you think? Uh, you know Who what? do you think? Do you know what he did to Macho Man? That's for business. <laughs> for, hey, for is the that true though? Is that true though that Macho was fucking Stephanie when, when she was sixteen? That's true deals. Yeah. We uh, uh, I looked it up. They looked said they had to keep her. They said they had to keep her away from. Let me them. tell you this little story. There's rumors. Everybody, everybody, Who's seen it, including Bret Hart, who got screwed on national television. He did twice. He came did on Game back. of Thrones the other day too. Listen to this. Everybody came back to the WWF or WWE at some point. Uh huh. The one person that never ever came back, Macho Man. Be- oh, Once he, he was gone, he died. He never came. No. And he also died. He didn't die oh, in 2010. Okay. okay, and these were when the rumors were these. 94. Listen, check this out. Macho she had all the chance to come back. Everybody came back. Bret Hart got screwed in the yeah. worst the fucking way, and he came back. So well, let me ask you this though: Rick what Flair year was this happening though? That he, he was even fucking hired Eric Bischoff three times. What year was this? The Stephanie McMahon scandals. 94? 94, 93. Maybe even how earlier. Much older than that, she, how much older is that than These she? These are allegedly, allegedly, Macho Man's a good man. What's we love her Macho age? Man. What's her age, though? Stephanie's? Yeah, because how older is she than us? 
She can't be in her late 40s. Oh, dude, she's oh, old, old, bro. She's, she's her, that old? She's, she's her late 50s. 40s? In her 50s. 50s, really? Yeah, she looked cool be. for okay, her 50s. All right, 46, 46. Okay, she looked cool for her 50s up there. Like 46. I'd give it 46 isn't the bad She's heading to 50. She's 10 years older than us. Not so check it out. So she was on TV when we she's were your babysitter. 13. Yeah, 13. No. So that we makes her 23. No, 12, 13. We were way no, younger She didn't than come that. on TV till later, till oh, 99. Oh, oh okay, okay. She didn't come on TV till she 99. She looks cool for 46. There's stuff. So what? She was 23 when she came on TV. How come she never did a Playboy or nothing? She never had to? She's Good a God. God. She's, you know she's a, a fucking... China she's a, a CEO. China did a Playboy? China's not a CEO. China was a fucking top of the world when she did her Playboy. <laughs> she's a businesswoman. Look at her. She's doing a TED Talk right there. Give me the TED Talk picture. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, what does she have yeah. to say? My dad it's did a, everything for yeah, me and I walked talk. into it. Wait, another yeah, TED Talk? She, My dad did everything and I walked into it. She's a business woman. Yeah, she does a lot of, like, professional You don't fucking talk about What I'm saying like is, that. though, how good is her TED Talk be? My dad if opened the business and I walked right in. If it now. wasn't for my dad, I wouldn't have shit. Like, well, that's like Kim Kardashian doing a, te- doing a fucking TED Talk. I got fucked by Ray J and I blew up. You can't have a TikTok after good that. God, you're on a So, Nate Diaz, man. Tonight, Nate Diaz, WWE yes. versus Conor McGregor, WrestleMania. You know who was just randomly a special guest referee? Action Bronson? No, fucking Daniel. Neil Cormier. Oh, wow. I and like they, DC and a lot. They, and they have some, I forgot what the they called it. The turtle's a G. They try to call it like some type of fight, uh, but uh, it was like an MMA style fight, kind of. Oh, <laughs> get out of no, here. No, it was like wrestling, but they try to make it into like it's cage kind of like Was a, it? Was it? Though? Was it good? Yeah, it was, you know, it was legit. Well, you can tell Daniel Cormier is now trying to get in. I could just see other people doing it, too. I, I mean, that's so where the money's at, You make though, a lot right? of money quick. The money's there, dude. DC's already quick. got fans, and he's going to take the fans over there, too, make them double fans. I mean, come on. There's a little something there to be made. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think it's just a way for an easy transition. Can I ask you this? He transition R- to make you know, a lot right of now, good money. WWE yeah. came to you and said, we want you to wrestle. You wrestling? Right now, in your age, with all your little bad that, body that, that issues, road, your little though, bad on. back, bad knee, bad that whatever. Is it a one-off? No, this is you're, you're going a full you're deal. On tour? Mm, yeah, you're going on a tour every day of the week. They want you to work out. They want you to juice up. They want you to come no, out. They're, they're, only, sm- they're only three on, on, four on. Could you do three it? Three on, four off. Can you do it? Would you take yes. the contract? Yes. What about you? Uh, they're only paying you 70 yeah. grand for the year. That's it. Oh, no. That's it. Whoa. You're a new that's, guy. That's low pay. I know. I know. You're not, you're not, I don't think you're they not pay anybody. Right. I know. I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You're not a top guy. You're only getting 65 now. Now they now you negotiated. You pissed Vince off. Now it's 65. Vince isn't even the fucking man anymore. I'm just saying. I'm just Hunter's saying. Hunter's giving me at least 125. Hunter says 75 now. That's it. 75 tops. <laughs> you're walking away. And you're, now you could be a star. You could be a star for this. You could turn into The Rock. We could get merch deals. Merch deals, The Rock, sponsorships. Are you taking 75? As a tag team? No. Solo deal. No taco fry combination. No. Here's the thing. You you get that first 70,000 deal, that's just your foot in the door to make millions, you know? Maybe. Or they kill you off. Or they kill you off. Millions. Or they kill you off. Money, 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 money. Or they kill you off. Something money, happens to money, you. Money, you know, you, you don't get along oh, with Vince. Something happens. While, huh? No, we have not. Remember we used to get you guys with that? Yeah, that was great. time. We started talking. Maybe money, one day you money, might get another money, one. Money, money. All right, guys. Right now is not a time. Top, top three scary movies. Top three scary the movies before it's Halloween. It. We are in October. Right. It is a, it's a spooky season. We talk first. Okay. Halloween 2. Halloween 2. Huh? It's your very first number one oh, scary for sure, movie of for all sure, time. For sure. My number one scary movie of all time is Scream. 
Oh, very good. I just wow. watched it the other one, day on the big on, screen. Scream uh, one, one. Not, not Scream 5? No. Scream Uno. Not Scream like 5. Like I said, I just watched it on the, on the fucking drive-in movie theater projector at the house. Fantastic movie. Scream number one. Live alone. <laughs> I think you went too deep, man. You went too deep, man. <laughs> I was bleeding everywhere. That's a great part, man. Hey, my favorite scary movie of all time truly is... Here's Johnny. Oh, The, the Shining? Shining, bro. Really? I, thank you. I like that. My lady hates it. I, I love it. I usually watch it in the theater every year. Go ahead, Matt. Mm. I just watched the other day, and it's very good. And it still holds up. I'm not going to say it doesn't hold up. Psycho, the original, black and I, white. I watched nice. it, I watched it black recently, Black and white. Too. so good, yeah, dude. It's so good. Yeah, all right. Good. My number two favorite scary movie of all time, Wrong Turn. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Very good. Oh, wrong turn, huh? Yeah, there's a whole series. Wrong turn one through that's four. That's not Candy Cane. I have them candy all. Candy Cane. No, but that's a good one. That's a good, that's, that's what that uh, drive something drive. Joyride. 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 I'll take the original. It. Ooh. The original. Ooh. Very good. Ooh. Very good. Very good. Better than the better than the new one. Well, for going that route, I just watched, uh, and it's not my favorite, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an honorable mention for being a great movie, and I could throw it up there maybe. The Crazies. Crazies, I, I've seen it multiple times, and it, it's a real COVID movie. It's actually a sleeper. I think it's a little underrated. Like it's yeah. real COVID, as good. good reviews. Very too. good, because it I'm starts go with off one where, that stuck with me well, forever. Let me just let me. Just, it starts off where you got a high temperature, yeah. Then you get sick, and then they're quarantining you. Real COVID. It's a real COVID. Yeah, movie. and then it turns into the motherfuckers are zombie sick, and, then yeah, you, yeah. and they're like, I want nothing to do with no COVID movie. Pretty crazy, bro. That's why I thought it was it was it was ahead of its time, and so now that it's had time to ferment. It uh-huh. means more to people that have been through COVID like we have. Yeah. So you see it now and you're like, Whoa. We are COVID survivors. Yeah, for real. We I've survived. had it. We've a few times. We've survived. Had it. Hey, had it. give it up for ourselves, eh? Hey. Survive. Survive, guys. Yeah, good job, we Matt. Survive, We've all lost brain cells over it. Woo. Good job. Good Sick. job. Good job. Good job, Sick. Well done. <laughs> but I think uh, you should watch The Crazies tonight or I, when you get I, a chance yeah. or whenever. I think you'll have a new appreciation for it. Great. Enjoy The Crazies. I have to watch that one. It's a great one. Again. So my first scary movie was Scream. Mm-hmm. Yep. My second scary movie was... He doesn't remember. remember. <laughs> he doesn't do remember. I do. What? What was it? Wait. Uh, you don't remember. I don't remember either. No, wrong turn. Wrong, wrong turn. turn. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I went off the map on that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring it back. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, my third scary movie is a movie that stuck with me. Watched it on Halloween okay. a long time ago. And it's a fucking sketchy movie. It's called The Strangers. Oh, that's a good one. They show up for no reason and <laughs> yeah. they just kill them for no reason yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, live yeah, yeah. Tyler's little fine Taylor. asses in it. And they have masks on. Yep. Just, uh, they have sack. sand, just sand sack yeah, bag. Sag, sacks on their face. Dude, fools get have blown away that? with the What's shotgun. What one? It's called Sorry. Strangers. Strangers. Oh yes, fools. The, the Strangers. The hey, Strangers. The, strangers. Yeah. the shotgun yeah. scenes yeah. are brutal, bro. They're blowing fools away with the shotgun rough. just for no reason. So good. And then yeah. at the end of the movie, they leave, and the kid goes, "Do you need Jesus?" And he goes, "It's creepy, Sometimes. bro." Those masks hey, are weird. Those when masks she knocks on the door and goes, "Is Abby here?" And they're like, "Wait a minute, Abby don't live here." No, she's okay. Bye. And she comes back five minutes later. Oh. Is Abby here? Okay, can I get an honor? Okay, crazy. go Sig, and then we're going honorable mission. Right, yeah, honorable, okay. mission. Go. Go. honorable mission. So I have another one that I watched on Halloween a long time ago. All right, all right, all right. I'll give the original, um, just because I like it so much, the original Candyman. Oh, very the original good. Candyman. Very the original good. Candyman. If you, as a kid, didn't go in the mirror and Creepy. say Candyman oh, three God. times, oh. you're a bitch. Yeah. And I'll was, do it right now. We'll do it right now. <laughs> we'll do it right motherfucking now. <laughs> I'll go to the hell with I'll you. I'll go to the fucking all the way to the loony house. This Candyman was a uh, legit. For legit. sure, yeah. Creepy Honorable mention. 
the Chucky baby. Okay, yeah, Chucky's for sure. Yeah. All, of them. all of them. I like two and three. People talk shit. I like one, the factory, and I like the army one. I like I'm all three of us had saws. That's not my honorable. Nah, saw one's the best. Saw one's me. the best. But it's not anything that sticks with me. Actually, thank you for reminding me. Maybe I'll watch some Saw tonight. Saws are good. Very good. Dude. I'm going to write that down. Watch Saw, saw 1. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll throw here's out. My, honestly. Uh, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. The number one, I watched this on a Halloween, for and sure. it was a good Halloween watch. The Happening. Okay. Oh, yeah, happen- yeah. That's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. That's uh, Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark. Yeah. And it's a, what's that weird fucker's name? He's Can't got a weird name. He's got a weird name. No, Zach no, no. Galifianakis? No, the dude that makes the movie. And oh, the original uh, Halloween? Fucking what's his weird ass name? Who? Come on. Oh, what yeah. movie? Oh, yeah. M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. I think movie. He's coming out with a new the movie. Oh, that with Mark yeah. Wahlberg where oh. people kill themselves because the trees are putting off a fucking pheromone. Yeah. That are, that it's a pheromone that, that protects them against locusts. Uh-huh. And they're just really – it's this pheromone that when they release it – the locusts kill themselves, but they're oh, yeah. releasing it in large doses, so, so weird. people are killing. So themselves. the happening, so people yeah. just like are in the city and zombie like, movie kind of. Peop- no, 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 not zombie. They, they die. Huh? Like plants are like they, okay. listen, listen, listen. Plants, the plants are, taking over. are sending out a pheromone into the air, and when you breathe it, these motherfuckers would just kill themselves. Like this dude at a construction <laughs> site just walks off the building. This one girl I just takes this, her yeah. hairpin out and just stabs Yeah, right in the neck. neck. Yeah, I think I've seen that. The happening. It's the been happening. a while since I've seen movie. that. Yeah, very good. good. I watched that on Halloween and it was a good one. That's a good one, for sure. So, um, But that's my honorable mention. I want to put it in my top three. My honorable mention, I'll say, uh, and I like a lot of them. I like, they have multiple, one, two, three, I think. Yeah. But The Conjuring. So know. The Happening's a 2022 movie? No, no, no. no. The Happening. Oh, 2008, 2008, 2008. 2008 yeah, at yeah. least. Yeah, because I watched it when I lived on Yosemite. Yeah. Okay. There's a train. Mark Wahlberg. Here, it's that girl. It's that girl that's always in the funny oh, movies nowadays. Bro, so good. They get off the train. Mark's like, "What's going on?" There's a train crash. Everyone looks crazy. My M Night Shyamalan is his name. Stop oh, it, stop yeah. His his people movies. are just dying in New York. People that are the writers of the Sixth Sense. You got the Sixth Sense. Anything Sixth Sense is yeah, good. I like, I like and M. Signs. I like and M. Signs. I like M Night. My honorable mention is gonna be The Conjuring, man. Because nice. all oh, the I just watch it, and it's, it's a true story too. That's is creepy as fuck when it's a true story. Bro. Is it true though, or are yes. they based on? Look true it up. Events? I fucking read about it. Those guys. Oh my god! I, I forgot their name. I want to yes. rescind. What do you got? I want to rescind. What do you rescind? got? Rescind. I'm taking the scream, and I'm well, getting, hey, whoa, I'm, I'm getting rid of it. You, you can't already do know that. I'm getting rid of it. These rules have been written. Ruse is ruse. You can't do that. Ruse is ruse. Ruse is ruse. I'm breaking rules. Ruse is ruse. The Warren is ruse. This is my house. Ed and Bruce is Bruce. So stop signs don't matter anymore? No more shit. Bruce is Bruce. Bruce is Bruce. Get rid of wrong turn. Ed and Lorraine uh, Warren were real people, bro. I'm getting rid of wrong turn. Yeah. And I'm replacing it with Blair Witch. Ooh. I was gonna throw that out. That is good. But you know, I don't know if I could put it in my top three, but it's definitely it's one of three. my. It's in my top. No, 10, why? Because probably. when we were kids, yeah, it for sure. changed us. Yeah, and I, I was gonna watch it. We thought today. it was real. We was thought it was real. We're going to the theater and yeah. then like walking home after that was scary. It's one of well, my. You hear what they said though? When they had the actual like debut of the movie for like when like they were showing it before it got to theaters and like people got to see it. Bro, like, there was a website, right? You'd go to the yes, website and the people were all really they missed. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was the whole thing. All they released was Blair Witch and then BlairWitch.com. And then you go to the website, <laughs> and it was just a missing persons flyer, and then all this fake information that they so, put on this website. So what website do they say? Yeah. What, 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 when, they have, when they have a fucking they're like, selling it good. No, they had a debut for the movie, and they had like all the producers and people who wanted to pick the movie up and uh-huh. shit like that to buy it, like before yeah. it became out to the public. Yeah. 
At the beginning of the movie, when everyone was walking in, they had people out there acting like normal people handing out flyers for the people that were missing. Oh. That's how good they sold that's this crazy. fucking shit. Like, that's, the people that were in that's the movie the work, bro. didn't show that's up. A, that's a performance. Bro, they didn't show up. Were, they were on a, a NDA, a non non disclosure agreement. Oh, yeah, NDA. Where they were, where they couldn't talk about it for like five <laughs> years. And then I remember when, wow. the, when that was broken, I remember like. Because we still held on to that for a long time, right? We should get one of them so on the show. So probably in, like, 2003, they came out with one of the actors was on a talk yeah. show, and he was talking about it. And I remember seeing that little clip, and I was like, no. Crazy, huh? Because it was real. Hey, when that motherfucker goes in the bottom of the basement, At you're the like, end? what are you doing? And he's standing in the corner just staring there. You're Josh! like, holy Josh! fuck. And then she tries to leave and run and <laughs> shit. Yeah. When he's standing against the wall or looking in the corner. Yes. Josh. That shit used to scare me, screaming? bro. It or, still scares or me. Or you hear it's the scratching good. on the tent. And she gets knocked out. Yes. And yes, and it's over. And when those little no, kids are bro, playing. when they're in the tent. Yes, little that kids are playing sketchy. And yelling and giggling. And they get out of the tent and they the take tent. off running. Oh, and then dude. they find the ear. The, the ear. funny thing is when it's knocking on the tent at night and she's like, it's nothing. Creepy. It's the nobody. Ear, they found a heart. No, it was an ear. No, they found a heart. No, it was an ear. No, they found a no, heart. No, I'll, I'll put money on it. it hey, is ear. it true that the movie's filmed in reverse? That's what people tried. The rumors back in the days were like, the no, movie's filmed in reverse. Filmed in reverse. You know what I mean? Like, go pipe it up the, type up the fake There's rumors. There's no reverse on that. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Because, like, remember they showed the bridge, you know, and it's there, off? and it's not there, and then they showed it, and it's <laughs> in red. Don't you piss me off what how they kept crossing the river? I would just get in the river and walk straight. It was a stream. Well, you got to follow the stream. Yeah, you just walk straight down it. I would get in the middle of that motherfucker. Just walk it. Walk it, swim it. Walk it, swim it. I would just keep on going because it's going downhill. Yep. And at some point, this waterway is going to make it to a human. To to, to town. To a human. Yeah, it's going to Even if it doesn't go to a town, it goes to a person's farm or something. Yeah, something where, like, that water is needed. So someone's gonna go to it, and you're gonna. Bro, yeah, that's the smartest on the move. water. So I was like, even when I was like, fish, kid, eat fish raw. How you old gotta was eat like twelve when that came out. Come on, I'm, I'm yelling, saying, just follow the water. Yep. Oh uh, yeah, I guess uh, yeah. A lot of the scenes are in are reversed or in what reversed. Uh, exactly? I told you I how creepy is still. that? Which makes it more creepy. Probably. That's even more creepier that, that some of the film that the movie is made in reverse, but they played it the other way because it made more sense. Like, uh, how does it work? I don't know. I it don't doesn't make know. sense. It doesn't make you gotta sense. You got to talk to a filmography like Illogic the Legend. It's pretty the, good. Hey, you got to talk to a director. A director of many hats. <laughs> you talk to him. Yeah, a man of many hats. The man sure, of many bro. hats. You guys got a song pick of the I one do. Of fucking week? I oh, do. Yeah. We got Going with the Illogic. Illogic song picks. Of the, the motherfucking We can't even play the song pick we want. No, you Bro. can't play those songs. Hey, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. We're not no, going there. That no, was a sneak listen. No, no. A yeah. sneaky listen. You guys got to wait you play, uh, 11 Illogic. 11 for that. Illogic. Uh, what you got? What you got? What's it called? Collabos. You got to play Illogic Collabos. Give me Illogic A Thousand Whispers, dog. Okay. Oh, this guy. Okay. I want a super fucking classic track, please. I want that, too. All right, so we're going to start off this week's Song Picks of the Motherfucking Week with you got a record contract? Illogic, 1,000 Whispers. Have you ever been to Juvenile Hall? Shout out to Illogic. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. Fuck yeah. Come on, man. Just watch me. Watch and listen. Pictures worth a thousand words. I'll paint a thousand pictures. If a picture's worth a thousand words, I'll paint a thousand pictures. If a picture's worth a thousand words, I'll paint a thousand pictures. If a picture's worth a thousand words, I'll paint a thousand pictures. 
If a picture's worth a thousand words, I'll paint a thousand pictures To symbolize the decibel levels, bred of a thousand whispers To mummify useless unknown poems, spitters shower with gold glitter Pressure increase, unleash the catacomb splitters And for some reason you wonder why your puzzle is a jigsaw When you fail to decipher the Morris code to simply avoid the pitfalls If need be I can get raw, just pocket the latex But that's like asking why the man with no legs crawls to see the apex Or why the unplanted seeds won't blossom into a garden Parallel to your search for stardom where you leave breadcrumbs and jargon That you can't even feel, so how's that for surface tension? Every step shows you a worthless henchman itching to meet your maker I'd rather finger paint than take a tainted pen and curse the paper Voice box turns cauldron, saliva boils, then thoughts of vapor See a foremost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades Then a thoroughbred's accuracy isn't the focal point of perfection Therefore, you trudge through waist-high sludge and caramelized paints where Prince left, taint every breath in hell Hold in oxygen, then step graciously over landmines shallow beneath the soil surface. Take a small step for man and ascend the stairway to heaven on pegs. Or take a giant leap for mankind to stand and keep your legs. What a dilemma to hold hands with. Sanity's a steep cliff of gift, and it seems because of your fork tongue dreams, your hands slipped. Rip your canteen of get rich schemes and set sail on the seven seas. Hook a left that envy to drown in greed before you swallow your pride and wash it down with a glass of formaldehyde. I'll preserve the day the earth fell to symbolize how Atlas died. I've tried to rush the wormhole to deliver a eulogy, but the other eight planets followed me. The stage is silent. You can eat no more. Dodging shooting stars, no lashing of asteroid no belts, more. avoiding supernovas and fear of android wealth. If science and religion is the building block for a laughing stock, then the foundation should crumble at the epicenter of the aftershocks. The bow breaks at the vinyl spots. The crater will fall as crime rate drops. I've timed hay crops harvest to see if records of frisbees fly Well, farthest. that would depend on the trajectory. And the way the projector projected me, I was a hologram. Waiting for when to inherit merit discrepancy. Is it time for liftoff? I think Gogo got your propellers all prepared. Is it time for liftoff? The rocket fuel was at peak in midweek. I think it's time for the structural integrity seems to be holding, but three astronauts were found in a cockpit falling asleep. So will these thousand whispers ever hold a cleft note to sing? Or will these blisters become targets of the Scorpion King's sting? Because the poison invades the veins till the stage is immune. I'll take a rain check in the same breath of a checkmate. In three moves, I know everything is everything and nothing still something else. So I cleared my shelves of any signs of wealth to impress the elves. My neck, it holds bricks that weighs down my lift off. As a precaution, I've replaced the wood in the loft with something soft. Your windows, they look clear, but my panes are stained glass to dampen the impression of expression any fame has. Do the hues you use, do they capture the pain my frame has? Or are you caught in the faces we weave, scared to change masks? I'm the lawnmower man on a mission to slaughter the strange grass, but first I must erase cyberspace and rape the track before train pass. You strain cash while I take the root of evil, make tea, patiently holding hands with anxiousness. I can already taste That's the kettle whistle. Under whispers, illogic. Yeah, Hell yeah. <laughs> Shout out illogic. Love it. Fucking A. I'm going to go. We're going to do something a little different here. Is it time for liftoff? It's time for liftoff. I think it's time for liftoff. Is it time for liftoff? Some, so uh, we're going to do a, yeah, yeah. a video off of Autopilot, Fuck yeah. which was uh, his previous album, mm. which is 
I guess his newest one because his, his first newest one hasn't album. been released yet. Yeah, but his, yeah, his first self-produced his first album. self-produced album. Uh, hold on, gotta do a little work here. We working on it. We work on it. But he's this a is, working man. This is uh off of his first produced album. It is Shrine to an Ego. This Hell is yeah. also a video that he produced and directed himself. Yeah, good uh, shit. So something very something to be very proud of for him. Yeah. Uh, so this is. The logic was trying to ego. Ask God. Convoluted social dreamo. Broken the thread, the needle. Building on the backs of people. Culture clash, banana evo. We make a shrine to ego. Just trying to climb the ladder to what's the finest regal. Call for cure, perpetual placebo. I've been a lot of places. I've embraced a lot of faces. Different tracks for different races. Hurdles are steeple chases. No concept of what your case is. But to grow, you go through changes. No matter what your name is. Broke or famous on the same shit. Please don't be devoured. In the darkest hour, cowards cower, but the faithful will the power. Of course, the rain will shower, but from puddles, flowers bloom. Just watch, we just watch, we just watch, we just watch. Blast the music louder, feel the vibe and ride the wave, embrace the flavor of today before your taste can sour. We gon' sprinkle just a touch of seasoning and pray for what the season brings to our hands. Love towers in our plans, amen. Out of the emo, last watch for the cash crop of the people. Dignity on the laptop, looking evil. That's not a laugh stock for the regal. Lethal with the cash box, I see you. A keepsake. The metronome is the sound that your knees make when your knees quake. I build and destroy with coffee sips and handshakes. From this date in history, we mandate that success is only achieved if you invest in self. No longer will the best be shelved. And the work that you put in will directly affect the dynamics of how we calculate wealth. There's health and radio silence. My vibe is Cape on Maceo. Try to stand in vertical and suffer from vertigo. A steady pace, no moving slow. 
So now you know, back to the show. Go check out Autopilot for sure if you have not. Super right hard Autopilot. Listen to Autopilot and uh, get ready for the... Go buy that shit. Get ready for the release of... I think one of, yes. I want to say this right now. I'm a huge fan. Obviously, here at this podcast, we always talk about um, the early 2000s and yeah. that and that being kind of the golden era and, and and our love for like, you know, slug and that Midwest idea, illogic blueprint, yeah. the whole Midwest scene. And we thought all their early work was their best. And I will sit here and tell you that I think that Celestial Clockwork is Illogic's best work for yeah, me, yeah. just for me personally. And it's it's, it's, a, it's a selective art form, like I've yeah. always talked yeah, about, sure. right? Uh, but listening to this new album, listening to the tr- the yes. transition. Yes. No, there's more fire in the tank. There's yes. more fire to come. I'm, I'm excited. It, it's, a, it's a rival for Celestial Clockwork. I, wanted to yeah. I think it's something that really yeah, pushes yeah. the boundaries, and it's, it's something me, that pushes Celestial maybe to, to second best. It's, I think, it's when he I told think me the that transition he still talks takes to over. Slug. I still like Slug. I would have said, hey, man, can you tell Slug to do what you're doing and kind of pick it up? I mean, he's kind of, <laughs> you're kind of dropping the torch over here, yeah. man. You know what I mean? Yeah, Slug's not right. I'm glad that you didn't say that. Illogic has been I didn't. I had to contain myself. I had to contain myself. But if I was going to pick an Illogic song, let me get off. Obsolete. Yeah. He's been consistent as, as you want fuck, obs- Hold on, time out. That was just... I need build. Yeah. Sell me. So you, you can't know, just be like... Okay. If I'm going to pick a song, it's going to be obsolete. All right, how about this? Hey, we're here tonight. We got a good motherfucker that came on. He gave us a hell of an interview. Yes. So if I'm going to have to go that way, I'm going to have to play the goddamn song Obsolete. Because Obsolete, sure. for sure, is a great fucking track. Great fucking produced. Everything is... I don't know. I was going to pick the Blockhead Beautiful. one. I was going to pick together. an Ocean with Blockhead, but... That's a I'm good going song, obsolete yeah. though. That's okay. Obsolete's dope because that is, uh, yeah, that orphanage. No, that's uh, the weight room right, right there. Yeah, with, that's uh, the one. Blueprint, I think maybe yeah. is in it too. Or so let's go ahead yeah. and get that. But it's a dope track, bro. He's a dude. He's a dude that came through and he showed out for us and he showed out good and, and not once but twice. Twice. Yeah. Showing the real love. I'll return. You know, yeah. it, it's what, what, it's kind of customary. It's become kind of something to say in podcasts to say. Hey, can't wait to have you back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, in the future, we, we want to have you back. And it's I, I say it every time just because I you establish a relationship. really want to have these people back. But Illogic was one of the first to really reach back out uh, to us and uh, be uh, like, uh, hey. Uh, 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 and that's how I cured cancer. Really, <laughs> really ready to go. And because our first interview for me was just a not 100%. it turned out good not 100 percent though but at the end of that interview i left that that room feeling like we totally blew left it. some stuff on the we table we blew it and yeah. fucking you know it was a disaster for me but i'm so glad that we were able to talk to him had a great interview tonight so matt song pick yeah obsolete, obsolete. yeah, yeah this, it. this is an orphanage track that was awesome obsolete uh, off blueprints uh, the weight room dope as fuck right here I just love the beat. I love the orphanage. Woo. Oh yeah, this is good. This is good shit. This is good shit. Right here. Good job. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buckle in. in. I'm gonna buckle in. Buckle in. Hey. Put your socks on. Put your socks on.
up in a window and close the evidence. And if you're lucky, then you'll miss the glass and crack your neck on the blacktop. Time mad foolery invaded rap stock while I bury worth in soil reaping cash crops. You had a laughing stock and I'll lead it to the slaughter. An example of how to treat men if I ever have a daughter. Puff after puff, exhale after inhale. Rush after rush, re-up after next hell. And that's my life, and at times I'm probably dreaming Cause this race is a figure eight, no deviation from weaving Webs of words for heads with precision of arachnids On my mattress, I'm stroking my pen just for practice Night after night, spawns visit my bedroom To confirm the fact that the roses would be dead soon Surface intestinal fortitude with a red spoon And damp in the evening as the moon is fed gloom Yo, the circle keeps me laughing loud About how the clitoris within your disposition is projected outward Got a crowd of mother figures, got a lot of love to give you As I sift through the undernourished gifts Welcome to the show, sir, no sir, no guestless Unless your girl is out to wash my hair and make me breakfast As reckless as it smells, it's a long way from hell And there it is until I run out of thoughts to sell Fell from a tornado of fire The perpendicular lung collapsed from trying to inflate the tire The robots go nuts when on the donuts they roll They can't handle the speed, money, slow down, slow All around the globe I hear the whisper of the pussy whip I'd be more than content just to sit and look at it Born from atmosphere, raised on prints If life was a snare, y'all would flinch Duck walkers, who's wide, I live in a follow and an inconspicuous scumbag bitch images. Sort of some society of similars. Can't tell a country folk from the villagers. They all got guns and jerk to the same pinup girls. I'll die from now on out to kid. Only kid out with your habit, driving a capital fat boy bubble. It's like what not cuddles in the crease. Takes more than a fan base to mandate the blisters first, but earn the peace. I can feel it. I know that's stiff in this deep while I went and got you by the dirt. Like one time I want my two dollars shit. Pressure, at least until justice is served. I'ma bust this straight and arrow to the motherfucker curve. Shuffle with the style, so I'm gonna draw it next to the on the way out. I'll be the king style, violent with biting on violently cocked back. To paint a beautiful picture like Mr. Randolph Hitler sucking cock for crap. Life is living in a prison where they like just the vision. It's cold in here, spending time in the hole made to listen to the screams of other MCs. Caves and rhythm slaves to rhythm. Hold on, favoritism. Hold on, plagiarism. So I close my eyes, hoping to find escapism And fade away from the games played At least for a moment, my dreams of my opponents That I notice when my dilated eyes focus Slide into my lab after my eye closes Like locusts, leaving even quicker than they came Abandoning my field of dreams for a bigger name With all my strength, I'm defending my flickering fame Adrenaline allows me to ignore the feeling of pain And front like I'm winning the game Yes, adrenaline allows me to ignore the feeling of pain And front like I'm winning the game Desperately searching for a pattern in the puke green stains that indicate the amount of miles remaining on this tour. Eyes occasionally bouncing back to the radio clock, keeping track of the minutes followed as we speed to shore. I can't seem to wrap my mind around any kind of order. The signs randomly pop up, going 20 miles left, 8 miles left. I imagine when I once stepped on, it always stays ahead of me, planting these signs secretly leading oh, me to Jesus hidden in Christ in a lunchbox. I really am schizophrenic. A friend once told me he could see it in my hand. whole life I told readers it's just because the road was too bumpy and the bulb above my head didn't give off enough sight. So why am I still on this highway? Accelerating, striving for a home, knowing there's no end to the street. I should stop driving right now and just sit here. Because when it stops, Art. what I actually did will be obsolete. Art. Elite. That's the orphanage, orphanage featuring Bear. illogic. Uh, dope. <laughs> there's not much left to say about Bro, that. Bro, that's ridiculously hey. dope. That shit's too good, too good, too good for ears to behold. All right, well. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, after there's not that, much left to say. Blown after a, that. You're just blown away. Yeah, so, like, hey, once again, dude. Check out the transition. 11, nope. 11. 11, 11. You can find transition right now. Buy it. I need yeah. you to go oh, yes. buy 
autopilot. Yeah, go go autopilot. get on the autopilot shit. Uh, check out that self produced. And be on the album. lookout for yeah. transition. And be ready for transition. On Monday, you're gonna get a sneak peek of the opening track off that with. Uh, Who's calling us? With a album. Nope, a movie. Uh, a movie. Uh, 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 a short movie. It's going to be a, it's a, a music, music video. video. Yes, sir. Can you believe it? On the opening track. Who is it? Who is it? And, man, a milkhead uh, just trying to get through. Yeah, trying Answer to get the milkhead calls, <laughs> um, Hey, yeah. Hot Ooh. lead, fucking first track coming out, uh, music video. Monday, bro. I'm excited because, uh, we once again, we got a little sneak peek, and it's fire. Hell now that yeah. we're here, how do you feel about your boy over here, mm. AJ, getting sued for $969 million. For words he says, but has no involvement in any type of crime, mm-hmm. any type of hurt, any type of pain. Yeah. The man didn't carry a gun. Uh-huh. Like he says in the interview. Don't be the guy backing up Alex Jones. Hold Come on. on. That's not a good spot to be. I'm not saying that's it's not a good, good spot, spot to, be. to be, but the man didn't do a thing. Does he, no. does he owe 969? It doesn't matter. Uh, Don't uh, be that uh, guy. Apparent, apparently, or uh, he that's does. That's not a Alleg- stance you want to I'm not taking a stance. I'm not a hill you want to die. I don't want to die on the hill. I just ask you questions about the hill. Ask questions about the hill. I don't want to be on the hill. I just want to know what you think about the hill. He owes about a billy. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah, talk a little bit about that later. He's losing Infowars. We'll talk some more right, about all that right, all right. in another episode. Yes, sir. But for this episode, I want to say thank you very much for Illogic joining us. I know it's late where he comes from. It was, you know, two over hours ahead. Shows three hours. Three so hours. He was, it was almost eleven o'clock. Pushing eleven o'clock to yep. kick it with us. I want to say thank you very much. Good for, guy, real good guy. For taking care of that. And I want to say. Uh, Shout out to Sig. Thank you. Thank you very much for doing what you do, man. You're the newest and drummer in Nirvana. How do you feel? Doing what you do. The newest drummer in Nirvana. How do you feel, my friend? I feel fucking great because you know what? We got some more shit coming yes. up for you. It's not over, guys. The spooky season is in the air. And we, and we have it. a spooky interview coming up for you. Get spooked, baby. Ooh, we can't Halloween wait for that spooky. Time. And maybe when we got a little spooky watch along coming along, I don't even know. Yeah. But I want to say thank you to the boy standing right next to me. He is your boy, his boy, their boy, everybody's boy, Suicide Boys, Beastie Boys, and all them boys. I just want to say He's my thanks. boy first, though. I just want you to know that. And uh, infamous, I could never, ever, ever do this without you. I appreciate I the love you. You know I love you. I love you. And I we'll could. be ride or die. Trust me. I couldn't do this without you. And guess what? I don't think I could Hell even yeah. figure it out without you. So I got so much love for you, your family, and everybody in between. And if you're not here with us, you're fucking missing out. And I'm telling you the goddamn truth here. We're coming Hell up. Yeah. And if you're not looking for us, you might be needing glasses. Because this is Milk Crates and Microphones. Hey, on the lookout. And be on the lookout, because it's your boyfriend, Miss Nonsense, and I'm saying thank you. And God didn't create this shit, but we did. So we're going to continue to create this shit every other week, if not every week. Thank you very much, and we out. Thank you very much for checking us out. Uh, I really want to say, if you are watching us, go download the podcast on all your podcast apps. If you are listening to this, please go download or go subscribe to the YouTube channel, because there's a lot of good clips and a lot of good visuals that you're missing out on. Go check out the YouTube channel. Go listen to us on your podcast pl- platforms. Fuck all that bullshit. I am B Sick Wanna Rise saying God did not create this, but we did. Jesus Christ, that's <laughs> what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know what it is. Do not kill yourself, America, because we, we love, love you. you. Peace the fuck out. Peace, peace, Say peace, 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 peace. Shut up, bro. Say Hey, fucking ruin it. Homie. Hey, homie. I always have to to erase your shit. Give it to me, homie. Thank you. Tell him. Say goodnight, John. (laughs) Goodnight, John. (laughs) And we out.